with us. Dude. It's like when you're on set and you got to take a pee. You got to go ten one. Oh. And then like if you have to, you know, go boop boop, you got to say. 10 2 might be a union thing. Oh, or like, like, yo, I gotta go 10 2 so you don't have to go announce everybody. Like, I gotta take a shit. See, like, that's what I do when I'm on set because I'm just an actor, you know? I just go, yeah. I'm taking a piss now. Everybody, wait for me. I get Oh, right, right, right. So, so. You can take them off too if you want. Yo! But... Yeah, boy! Yo! Yeah, boy! It does, yeah, it's, boy! It does a pretty good job. You can, uh, you can scream or you can whisper. So. I just didn't know if I was going to be disturbing anybody if I yelled. That's your that's your neighbor right now. Can you please t- <laughs> be quiet? Can you tell Flavor Flavor to shut the hell up? I know, you told me. Sorry, I'm 230 pounds. Like when I walk around the stairs. Like, Wait, really? Pure muscle. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty intense. I don't know what to do. Like the other day, something, something had just fallen off my fridge. <laughs> like, you know, like a box of cereal or something. Yeah. And as soon as it crashed and hit the ground, like I, bing, immediately got a text and it was like, Oh, that's obnoxious. She said, she said I don't know if I made you angry asking you to be quiet the last time. But you've gotten louder than before. <laughs> I was like, "What? It's just my cereal." Yeah, so I was like, "I was like, something fell off the fridge. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Like, just like any little thing." Yes, and it's like even the opening and closing of the doors, like in my cabinets, because they have like those auto close things where, like, once you get to a certain amount of like, closeness, oh, right. they get the slow close, and then they just like, tsh- yeah, exactly, and that noise like. It's so you just get texted like literally all like, the time. Like I can't, I, even if I close it to like the most, like to like the shortest distance until it's almost fully closed, and I let go, it'll still go boom. So like, there's nothing I can fucking do about it. You gotta start tiptoeing around here. Yeah, see, that's I what was. I would do. That's what I would be doing. I'd be so paranoid. I'd be just doing everything super quietly. Turn into a tiptoe man. Yeah, I'd be a total tiptoe, bro. Tiptoe man. I used to walk on my tiptoes a lot growing up. I think it was because my house was like really cold. Yeah. Like toe Biden. Toe Biden. Toe <laughs> Biden. I'm toe Yo, Biden. So, uh, I forgot how to do that impression. Real can, quick, real quick. I gotta welcome, shut the door. You you introduce. All right. Welcome to the Dropcast, ladies and gentlemen. Um, here we have Ben Arms. Yo! Yo, yo, yo. It's uh, episode 14. Wow. Something like that, I think. 14, right? One was 13. 13, yep. You, you guys are come a long the way. 14th. Yeah. Um, it's so yeah, we got Ben here with us. Woo! We're talking about <laughs> I just yelled the entire time. <laughs> Bendy arms, baby. Yeah. Let's see those arms bend a little bit. Woo! Oh, 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 a little bit. That's what I'm talking about. A little about. bit of this, a little bit of that. Ooh. There you go. He's in the back. Oh, yeah. Whoa! There I can see go. that. It was like you guys were one Come person. On, that Come was crazy. If, for the viewers, if you're just listening, you just missed some badass dance. Oh moves. yeah. So I don't really. We know. were practicing that. Yeah. You're gonna have to go to YouTube to see that. YouTube.com slash dropcast. Is that the URL? I don't know about our actual YouTube URL is. There might be a period or two in there. Oh, whatever. Separating some stuff, getting around some That's fair. Some wiggles and some waggles. The wiggles. Yeah, so Ben's a really cool guy. Actor, filmmaker, um, hacker man extraordinaire. What do you do all the time, Ben? What do I do all the time? All the time. <laughs> Every time. When you're not making videos, what do you do? Oh, when I'm not making videos. Oh, damn. That's that's a short list, I feel like, (laughs) honestly. Um, I watch a lot of 
reality TV. What's okay. The, what's the hot new one that you've been on? Uh, let me think about that. What have I been watching? 90 uh, Day Fiance? I have not watched 90 Day Fiance. I watch a lot of... Um, well, not recently. I guess I watched... Uh, what, what is it called? Love is Blind on Netflix. Okay. okay. I was watching that a little bit. Been kind of like slow to finish that up, but it's a pretty good one. I usually like the summers because Love Island comes on. There's a time. big Love Island. Is that see? I'm I'm not really well versed in the reality TV shows, but there was last summer we were doing a show with Mersive, and we were all in the hotel room, and somehow one of these reality shows, it was just like a bunch of dudes all watching like Love Is Blind or something like that. But it was one of these ones. I thought it was really interesting, and I haven't seen it done before. It was shot live or like the next day or something and you like got to vote yourself or like oh, yeah. who's staying who's going but it was like live or like close to live to where it was like that. yeah love island does a lot of that, is that it, it might have been it might have been is that the british one there's a bunch of different versions now i think the british one is like the primary one that everyone knows but they also do like australia they do one in america that's i think They're, it's going to be in its fourth season this summer they're all super super attractive people yeah yeah and it's great because there's like a hundred episodes a season because like you said it's like it's so close to live they literally must be like shooting this and putting it out because like every single season is like 50 to 70 episodes they're like we're just gonna run it no cuts like dude i don't know i want to i want to go on set i want to go on the set to one of those exactly man see like i feel like that's part of my fascination with reality shows is like i would love to know the behind the scenes because it's it's so different it's so different than what i'm used to doing and like especially for like a show like love island i'm fascinated with it because it's so obvious there's like no camera crews like they literally just have like just a, a million cameras. Hmm. Oh, like just all like over all the over house? the house, all over the outside area, okay. and they have like insane like telephoto lenses that can like really get in and like see these like really intimate moments. The camera crew is the guy who just like changes out batteries if there's no AC cables or anything. Is that like do you <laughs> yeah, do you know much. that do you know that for sure? Like I'm saying, like I don't watch these, but do you know for sure that it's just like it cameras must be? Placed? Well, I can see the cameras in the house a lot of okay. times. You don't yeah. really get a lot of visibility of them outside, but like they it's. It's sometimes they'll do like little scenes where they obviously like some producer will run out and be like, okay, guys, we're going to do a party scene. And then they'll be like floating around with a camera, like filming them all being like, woo. And it's obviously super staged. That's that's like the rest of the time. It's like, that's where I start to scratch my head where they're like, I don't know, like there's obvious beef or obvious drama starting in. Like, is there a producer that steps in and it's like you, Kelly and you, Jim, like you guys got to stir it up a bit and like turn it up a notch. I and think then, like, some stuff. I like, do think stuff they do definitely yeah. do stuff. I think they definitely will be like, okay, you guys come and sit out here and have a conversation basically. And then like tell the, tell the spouse that whoever he's talking to, like, yo, how you ta- really he's feel? talking yeah. to Kelly yeah. over there. Go, like, go, go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, go talk about your feelings about this. Like, yeah, Kelly was talking to, you know, Joe Schmo or whatever. Like, go talk, go confront her about this, yeah. you know, and then they just, I heard like, they're over on the sunset beach. Go intervene. Like, <laughs> yeah. You guys remember the show bar rescue? I never watched. Bar oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what I'm talking about. There was, about. A, bar, there was about, a bar rescue in Alley Ann Arbor, or not? Alley yeah, bar. yeah. Um, they did do that. It was the one. It was. The, uh, it's now Haymaker. 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 Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. They purposely. I know. Yeah, the story yeah, yeah. About to tell. My friend Kayla, she used to work there when bar rescue was happening, and she also worked at Red Rock when I worked there. And she was like, "Yeah, I quit the day that they did the bar rescue stuff because, like, I was having a bad day already, and like, you know, the tables were low, like it was starting to fuck with my money." And then mm. all of a sudden, like, I'm trying to roll silverware in some, like, 
PA comes in and just like takes all my forks. And then she was like, what are you doing? Like, I need to roll silverware for the night. Like we need silverware for people who are going to eat. And they're like, yeah, I'm just doing what I'm, I'm just grabbing the forks. Like that's what they told me to come do. And then they just took the forks and then threw them in the trash. So then, so then later in the episode, the bar rescue guys was like, what are you doing? There's no forks. Like, what happened? No. What kind of restaurant is this if you guys don't have enough forks? What? Like, who did this? Management, come over here. What's up with the forks? So, like, people are, like, trying to eat. They're like, we don't have any forks right now. Like, I don't know where all of our forks went. So, like, the TV so show crazy. is just like, yeah, just go throw away all the forks. Let's create some drama. And They're she was putting, like, yeah. Like, and then I just walked out because, like, I was just like, I'm done. Like, I that can't. That is out of control. This is ridiculous. This is going on for, like, another two weeks. Like, I can't afford this. They're putting, Jeez. like, Vaseline on the bottom of the trays and shit. Like, yeah, so you slide. Oh, really? you, like, drop no. I don't know. Oh, I mean, yeah, if they're throwing out good forks, they're like, yo, hit them with the fork trick. <laughs> this place is too close. This place is run too tight. We, call this, we call this one the forklift. Yeah, they survive. <laughs> <laughs> the forklift. Pull they, the forklift on them. Yeah, Johnny, go take the forks. They survive. Operation forklift commenced. <laughs> they survived the forks. Bring out the Vaseline. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. But uh, I was watching Love Island one time, and I was blown away because like there was this guy who just you know looked like this really attractive like TikTok star type of guy. Yeah. Right, and he was just like spoke with the most thick British accent, which was really difficult to understand. And he was saying something along the lines of like um. Yo, I like this one, but the other one, she gave me the good reach around, pop my cock off. And I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> like, we were lying in bed. She hit me with the reach around, pop me cock. And I was like, pop what? Cock off. And he like did the motion, like he was like, best pop, cock pop of head. And I was like, what the fuck? She oh got jerked God. off in and there's bed. Like, there's like and there's like ten year old little kids watching this shit. Yeah, around. Oh, yeah. They're like, yeah, we got that on camera, but we're not going to throw it in the show. Yeah, they always do that like thing where they show it's like the black and white footage of yeah, them. Yeah, like the, the night They kind of crop yeah. it up or whatever, and That's they like show so something. so weird. Yeah, do you see, think they're just rolling throughout like if people have intercourse? Dude, I don't know. They must be. It's like, again, it's like, I want to know. I want to know. Like, how do you do it? I've always just Get like. Get me there. It's, I've. I have this fantasy of like being like an editor or something like that on a reality show or something just, like that. Cause I just want to know how it all comes together. I want to see it. Cause like, I don't know. I don't know how it works. Just bring yeah. me along to like bring your kid to work day or something, you know? Yeah. Like just one day. I just want to see I'll be how it happened. Sign me up coach. You could be somebody's kid with all the new facial like AI changes. Yeah, stuff exactly. That you get, yeah, experienced in. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, that's yeah, the that weird been... deep fake stuff. Yeah. This has really been blowing my mind, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've been having so much ours, fun with ours this. too. I think What's his everybody name? Ray, else Tim, Tim Ray Tomlinson. Ray Tomlinson. Yeah, the guy that invented email. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your boys with him apparently. I saw. <laughs> yeah, man. You got I him on camera. And everything. Yeah, I interviewed him. Yeah. Yeah, that's nuts, dude. It's um. Where'd you get a hold of him? <laughs> I, w- I mean, he's dead. <laughs> he's been dead for like eight years i think <laughs> never mind yeah uh yeah i mean honestly like i don't know i i rick cordero mm-hmm. a mutual friend of ours shout uh, out rick shout out rick he literally was like sent me a video one day he just texted me a video of him looking like like a little kid <laughs> And he was like, look at this. And it was just like him looking at the camera, looking like a child. And I was like, what? What the fuck is going on here? How'd you do this? And he was just like, oh, it's this app. It's called Ebsynth or EBSynth or whatever. And FaceApp. You guys heard about this stuff? I know about FaceApp. I know about FaceApp. And FaceApp's like crazy good at just like being able to like 
content aware fill your face to yeah. make you look like <laughs> somebody like, else or whatever. When I had my long hair, I like turned myself into that old cowboy with the face app and I was like, holy shit, I look just like my my uncle and my grandpa. That's crazy. <laughs> it's weird, man. It's yeah. super weird because they have all these like plugins that's like, yeah, age me up super old or mm-hmm. like make me super young or change my hair color or change my facial expression or whatever like that. <laughs> my, what is my picture in your phone? Oh, it's a good one. Whenever you here, give me a call real quick. <laughs> is that a face app thing? Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't approve this, but... <laughs> It's me smiling with a fake smile that's not really my smile. But Trey's like, you look so happy. I had to keep it. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> like, I know what this original photo looks like, too. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see it. Well, that's like all that. Uh, oh, no. That's like all that. Uh, you can do that stuff in like Photoshop with like the neural filters oh, yeah. and stuff Those like that. Those are getting that. crazy, too. Those are getting super crazy. Mm-hmm. So like face app. I mean, it's so it's it's crazy that like I can do this and it's like it. I'm getting better at it. I feel like the Ray Tomlinson video was like literally my first attempt before I figured out how to like light it and shoot it in the right way. So that way it looks a little bit more natural. Yeah. But essentially it's like, okay, let me just lay it out real quick. Okay. So EB synth is a free app that you can get. It's in Mm. beta right now. And basically I wish I had a good way of describing exactly what it does. Okay. So let's just say we have a clip of me and I'm, looking in the camera and I'm like, Hey, what's up? I'm toe Biden. Uh, whatever, whatever, you know? And like you take that clip, right? Yeah. All you got to do really is like export that entire clip as an image sequence. Right. Oh, so what it does, it just breaks it, it up breaks it up. down by frames frames. Yeah. So you pick one frame. All you need is one frame out of that. <clears throat> you want the frame with like, the most facial information available. So like ideally eyes open, mouth open, because if you're talking, Mm. the app will be able to like see how the mouth moves better than if your mouth is closed and you try to open it, it won't know what is going to go in there. Okay. So you take that one keyframe, basically plug that into your face app, change your face, do something to it. And then EB synth or EB synth. I've heard it called different things. I just tried I to know. find it on the app store. I couldn't find it. It's uh, you get on desktop. Okay. Yeah. It's just like a little yeah, download download. Yeah. Um, and so basically all you got to do in EB synth is like show it, show it where the keyframe is that you changed, have it be the same exact title, like the file name as the keyframe in your image sequence that you exported from your video clip plug in all of your frames from your video clip and then you just basically like there's some settings you can change to like uh blend the blend it or detail it a little bit more you know and then you just run it i mean it takes forever the longest the hardest part about it is just like how long it takes to actually do the it. render or the like render the whole yeah process. the render is just the okay. longest part yeah because it's just got to like sit there and chunk out do each frame yeah and like sometimes it gets fucked up and you gotta and do it like, again okay yeah because then if it gets fucked up you're like fuck do i go back and redo it or do i just leave it yeah so exactly you're, you're basically taking this like facetuned like manipulated face that you created in facetune and applying it to that one single frame in that app and then it recognizes that that's the new face that you're rocking and applies it to all of the other ones exactly exactly and this is and there's there's like um have you guys ever heard of joel haver on youtube or no. anything like that mm, can't say i have so like eb synth is like this is like a way that somebody's used is like do the face app thing and like change your face to deep fake yourself or whatever yeah. mm-hmm. joel haver has got this really has this cool style of like making sketch videos where he literally like has his actors do a thing 
And then he literally takes the frames and just illustrates them, oh, like okay, draws yeah. over them in Photoshop, okay. makes them into cartoons. <clears throat> and then the same thing will happen in EV Synth. It'll just change the entire thing into a cartoon. Wow. So like, I'll show you guys after this. I just did one, my first like cartoon deep fake, whatever you want to call it. Like it's, you know, because EV Synth is It'll not just, like... It's like kind of like cell shader. It'll just like reanimate. Yeah. Just like yeah, I guess things. so. I don't know cell shader. It That's means. what they did that one movie. Oh, like a Scanner Darkly or whatever yes, exactly. kind of deal. It pretty much looks like that ish, yeah. but it's like a little bit. Oh, I know what you're talking it's, about. Yeah, it's hard to describe like what the effect is. Really, it looks like a cartoon, but it's like got so much more movement to it and more like realism. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. look like it was hand drawn or anything like that. Okay. But it's that's just like what he AI machine learning exactly, dude. It's, it's just kind of scary, fucking crazy. I know it's like literally like Face App. If you just buy it, it's thirty bucks. EB Synth is free. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I remember when Face App came out, you can do anything. Everybody yeah. was like, "Don't download Face App because it's from a Russian company and they're just gathering AI <laughs> right, data yeah, yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. stuff." I remember that too. Yeah, and I was like. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care either. <laughs> what do I'm I look like, like as an old man? Yeah, yeah. What do I look like as an old man? <laughs> By the way, do you need a LaCroix or a water or anything? Are you good? No, man. I got water over here. I'm, okay, I'm cool. cool. I'm chilling. You can also pause at any time if you need to step out. I might need a pee pee before this is over again. Okay. I have a tiny bladder. Me too. Dude. Yeah, I think that's all three. <laughs> um, okay, but you're also tiny a huge gang. Uh, Nick Cage fan. <laughs> Right? Yeah, bro. Nick Cage is my favorite actor, man. Yeah. Okay. I think I need to get more into Nick Cage because... You have to, bro. When I grew it's up... unreal. Dude, when I grew up, I was super into National Treasure because like, that's how old I was when those movies were coming yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. And one of my friends just ruined it for me. He was like, I hate National Treasure. And I was like, why? And he was like, <laughs> specifically Nick Cage. Oh, and no. I was like, why? And he was like, because he overacts everything. Like He'll look at the exactly. camera and be like... <laughs> I gotta go <laughs> to the bathroom. And then everybody's like, whoa. And then I thought to myself, I was like, oh my God, he's kind of right. And then ever since that, it just like tainted. So I have to like wipe wipe that thought oh, of the man. overacting of Nick Cage out of my brain and really dive into some new. You see that new one that's content. coming out where he actually plays himself? Yeah, I almost saw that. I was at South by and they premiered it there. And he oh, was nice. like there and everything, but I, I didn't. Wait, end he up was going. there? He was there, yeah. What's South by? South by Southwest. The, you don't know that? Like, oh, you never heard movie? of it before? Yeah, it's no. like a it's like a movie music tech festival in Austin. Whoa. Mm-hmm. When did you go to that? Oh, like uh what is it? What's I don't know what today is. Today's it's like March. two weeks today's, ago. Today's, today's, <laughs> today's March. Yeah, today's the last day of March. <laughs> yeah. Uh it was like two weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I was there and uh yeah, he was premiering that movie there and I saw some videos of him there and he was wearing a really sick plaid suit. Ooh. Yeah. Like a what do they call those? Like those full like body kilt? suits? No. <laughs> there's, a, there's a term you can Google and it'll just show you sick ass suits that are like. It looks dope. Off the wall. Justin uh, wears a lot of them. What were you doing out at South by Southwest? Just, like, just pleasure? Just chilling, yeah. Is it a you just wanted job to go? Related thing or? <clears throat> yeah, pretty much. I mean, I was just there like going to some like talks, some tech talks and everything like that. And. I don't know. Just in general, it's I was kind of unimpressed with everything that I ended up seeing there. But I could have mm. saw Nick Cage. That was my big thing about that. It was missed okay. opportunity. Was cool. yeah, I know. <laughs> you don't want to get too close to the sun, though. So it might be a good thing that you didn't. see I've him. seen him before. Oh, yeah. I actually saw him a couple years ago, right before COVID. 
I went to the uh, Toronto International Film Festival on a whim because I knew he was going to be there. He was uh, a <laughs> premiere. That's the sole reason why you went? Yeah, yeah. Fuck yes. I literally like decided the week of, I'm like, oh shit, Nick Cage is going to be in Toronto premiering this new movie. This was The Color Out of Space, if you guys mm-hmm. have uh-uh. seen that. yeah. Man, I'm behind on Nick Cage. <clears throat> well, I... So we can go back to the beginning, leading up to the Toronto International Film Festival scene. But basically, I haven't always been a huge Nick Cage fan. I kind of like you. I feel like I just had like seen National Treasure and some other stuff, and I'd mostly known him for the memes, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just kind of yeah. like being crazy guy, and I'd seen all the compilations of him going nuts on YouTube or whatever. I haven't even seen those. Oh, they're I hilarious. Didn't even know that was a side of him. Oh, they're so good. Hey, you haven't seen the freakout compilations? Not a bro. You were really behind <laughs> on your so Nick Cage knowledge. I kind of just like pushed it out, I guess. Yeah. So I saw Mandy in 2018. Great movie. Great <clears throat> movie. And that was the thing that like light bulb moment because I realized what Nick Cage does really. And it is essentially, it feels like just like overacting. I feel like he just really fucking commits hard to his decision making and roles okay and that's what really like stuck out with me when seeing mandy is because i realized that like i forget the director's name pantos uh fuck i don't know mandy from mandy yeah um but i realized like oh nick cage like he has this thing this quality that he can deliver to a film that feels like out of control and feels like very like intense and overdoing it a lot but it's like, that's what makes it entertaining and that's what makes you want to watch it. And I feel like he sometimes throughout his career has worked with directors that have understood that about him. So it's like, I feel like it needs a good pairing. Yeah. Like Nick Cage always delivers a great, I've always said this, Nick Cage always delivers a great performance in a movie, but not all of his movies are great. Because like he's not always working with the right person that can let him do the thing that he does his best. In Mandy, is it Panos Cosmatos? Cosmatos, yeah, 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 that guy. Yeah, so he he knew he must have seen it in Nick to cast him in this movie. He was like, "This is the guy. I got to let him do his thing," and he does his fucking thing in that movie. Is he well contained? Like, no. But like he still delivers. <laughs> yeah, but that's when I think Nick Cage is at his best is when he's not well contained. Okay. That's what I like about it. I like yeah. when he's not <laughs> contained at all. That's what makes it interesting to watch. Yeah. And so after I saw Mandy, I was like, oh my God, I've unintentionally taken a crash course in the Nick Cage school of acting because like that's how I like to be on camera. I was going to say, how, does it, how do you think Nick Cage compares to like your acting style or like how you see Nick Cage as an actor? Yourself? I mean, I'd never thought of my acting styles anything before. Like I'd never given it any thought. And then when I saw Nick Cage and I started listening to him talk about acting, I was like, oh my God, this resonates with me so much. Like just being able to like like it's less about being like a method actor or like committing to a role. It's more about expressing what the audience needs to know about what's happening to the character. Ooh. And that's what he does to tell the story. And that's why like the overacting seems like so crazy. It's like, he's just delivering it in the most intense, like the most visceral way that the audience should understand his character and what's going on in the story. The emotion is being conveyed through him specifically. For yeah. He is just a scene. conduit for the feelings that you need to feel in the movie. Yeah. You got to really play your cards right to, to cast him and to, cause you got to just like let him take the reins, you know, he's got to be, it has to be that specific role. I feel like to make it, hit harder it's true yeah i think so like mandy is there a specific danger in that though 
probably it's it's trust trust (laughs) trust in the cage man yeah i mean i think i think like i think in that saying all that it's like yeah nick cage is a very like niche performer to have in something like i feel like that's why it worked so well in mandy is because like there was a certain thing that needed to be achieved in that movie that he brought to the table and he's brought Mm. to like so many other movies so like after i saw mandy I went on a quest to watch every Nick Cage movie. Did you do it? No, there's so many. I was about to say, how many is that? I just keep backtracking now because like he puts out like five movies a year. So it's just like a never ending, like I'll never be able to chase it. I'm always chasing the dragon. (laughs) Trying to find (laughs) that Nick Cage dragon. You're going to finish uh, all of his movies one day and then you're going to see him at the next festival. You're going to be like, Nick, I need more. I need more. You need to give me more. You just teased me. That's what I thought was so brilliant about him doing this uh, movie, parodying himself, like the unbearable weight of massive talent. I'm just like, mm-hmm. is that the name of the movie? Yeah, the yeah, unbearable yeah. weight of massive talent. Yes, and it's about him. Yeah, He's like, like playing like a fictional awesome. version of himself. Yeah, it's a, it, I yeah, I can't wait to see it. Um, but that I was like, a lot. I, when I saw that trailer, I was just like, wow, somebody, somebody else gets it. Like, I feel like there is just like a small group of people that like get it. You gotta that, like, find get that, what that Nick Cage Discord brings. or that, yeah. that Telegram. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there Nick, are Nick like, Cage users. yeah, Nick Cage, <laughs> Nick Cage fanatics. Yeah. I've seen them. I've, I've like seen them on the internet. People who are just obsessed with Nick Cage. And I think we're sitting one, sitting here with one right now. Yeah, I definitely feel like I am. I definitely <laughs> appreciate what he does. Cause You're it's like, a, you don't really think about like acting like you think about acting, it feels like such a broad general thing. Like anybody is like an actor that's on like camera or whatever. Timothy Chalamet is an actor, you know, and he's like mm-hmm. hot, hot young stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But like Nick Cage has like a very specific, you know, thing that he brings to it. You like know, he's got nice aged whiskey or something. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good way <laughs> like to look at it. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey. You gotta, you gotta have the right palate. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey too. I mean, I think it's t- it's different with actors because like a look and a style and a personality are like gonna be very specific things to fit a role in something. So well, have we, we have were we talking we, about yeah, last on the last podcast? How like actors are kind of forming more into like your your own personal brand and like movies are kind of going for like you you know like that jason versus actor like jason momoa they're hiring jason momoa for jason momoa not Mm -hmm. like for his the rock not for the rock exactly Mm -hmm. same sort of shit yeah would you have any thoughts on that like kind of where acting is going nowadays when it comes to social media influencing it like the rock jason momoa Mm -hmm. people like kevin hart you know what i mean like they're they're all great and they they've they've fallen into their talented roles very well but you wouldn't hire them for somebody that you need like range where you know like you still might have Leo or somebody else that can do better at that. I mean, obviously, because they're better, but mm-hmm. in my opinion. But you, like, what do you what do you think about that? Oh, thought? that's interesting. I haven't really given that much thought. I mean, I think I get like just as excited as probably anybody else when I see like somebody I really like being in a movie. You know, like like I love a good action movie. So like, if The Rock's gonna be an action movie. I'm like, oh fuck yeah, this is gonna be a good one. Like, mm-hmm. The Rock's gonna deliver. You know. <laughs> So I don't know. I mean, like, that's a tough question because, I mean, I feel like it's been going on for longer than just like now. I think like with social media and everything, I guess it kind of heightens it because it's like you have the personality of somebody online and then you have them in a movie like like 100 million followers on Instagram or something. And then it's like, all right, we got cast in the movie. They're super popular. You know, I was just thinking about Ben Stiller a couple weeks ago. Dude, Ben Stiller, like, is so good. The what? He's like a ghost now, right? Where what is he been? Uh, I have to? no idea. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think that's why I was thinking about him. Like, where's Ben Stiller <laughs> been at? 
but like he was always he fits a very specific niche too of like being like a very uncomfortable guy (laughs) you know like i feel like every movie he's just kind of like awkwardly like being like um emasculated or like something like that you know like but well, like, him, that's him, what you, he's the underdog. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like the underdog character, you know. So I mean, like, I feel like if Ben Stiller was like, yeah, I don't know, like Timothy Chalamet. I keep thinking about him because he's like the most popular like actor right mm-hmm. now, like young actor right now or whatever. But it's like I don't know what Timothy Chalamet's like specialty is really, other than just he's good at acting, looking good and acting. Yeah, good. looking good and looking really young and being an actor, I guess. On that Ben Stiller note, though, but like just what he brought to the table during the time, and like what Adam Sandler was doing during the time at the same time too, with like their like hub of actors that they work with, mm-hmm. I just thought was like is really cool that you don't really see today, like how in all the Adam Sandler movies you have your same sort of cast granted they're not the exact same but like you always see those familiar faces whether it be the yeah, I don't know, I even by name but your merry crew of exactly yeah, yeah but Ferrell i mean and all yeah, those hitting, guys, every, hitting everybody up let's make another one well like mm-hmm. i mean in 50 first dates to big daddy to anger management like you see all those same same characters i mean and then same with ben ben stiller with like all of the Owen Wilson, Vince Owen Vaughn, Vaughn, exactly yeah. that whole guys, that yeah. whole crew. So like, I I think that's just really cool how they like had their. I guess I never really like thought of those two in the same realm, but they were in the same upbringing, but like in two different hubs, but doing comedy as well. So it was really cool. That is interesting because like I think you could definitely see that same parallel now in like action movies. I mean, it's like Dwayne Johnson, Kevin Hart, yep. uh, Jack Black. Okay. They seem yeah, like they're yeah, yeah. always in like a comedy action movie together. You know, that's mm-hmm. like the new thing. You got like a band of people. It's like yeah. they're gonna sell tickets or they're gonna, you know. My buddy Nick just recently, I mean, not just recently, he's been saying this a lot lately about how he doesn't like Michael Bay, and I'm like, dude, I love Michael Bay. <laughs> yeah, I love Michael Bay. Yeah, too. it's Michael Bay, but he's like, yeah, but like. You know, it's just it's all cheesy action. I'm like, yeah, well, what the fuck? Do you go to, <laughs> where, where, what are you going to Michael Bay for? Like, do you yeah. not? Do you go to him looking for like a a mystery drama or something? Right. Like, no, it's not the case. Like, you have to know what people are going to give you and take it as like what they're actually, you know, what what their niche is. Michael Bay and Six Underground. That was that's Michael Bay, isn't it? Or is that? I don't know. I don't know that movie. Six with uh, Ryan Reynolds, just came out recently. I think oh, it that's a new one. It's pretty sick. You should check it out. I'm Michael sh- Bay did that. I don't know. I th- Google it. <clears throat> Let me confirm. Yeah, we find out. Either way, I know I'm excited for Ambulance with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, you're excited yeah. for that one? I'm not. I saw that. You're you know, not excited for that? Well, I don't know. I feel like there's a there's a lot of constraints. Like you're in an ambulance. <laughs> 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 Where's this gonna go? Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> to the take, hospital. We took a left, and then like in the preview, it's like, oh no, there's something in front of us. We gotta and take a road. Like, no, we gotta take a right. It's like, are we jumping it or are we turning? And then there's like a guy in the back who's just like, keep shooting. You know, like how far can this go? And then like, how many flashbacks is there gonna be? How much story arc is there gonna be? You know, like, yeah, I get it. But like I, I mean I guess I, I'm open minded to it. I, who who I, is this? I'm I'm not familiar with this. Is this ambulance? Michael Bay? Yeah, it's Michael Bay, oh, Jake, Jake, okay. Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Who's the, there's oh, a black okay. guy in it too. He's like the the side. It's like Jake Gyllenhaal and this other guy. Uh, I don't know. I only remember Jake Gyllenhaal. They're pushing it a lot though. They are. Well, again, going back to Rick. Rick's always just like thinking outside of the box with all these things. Like a lot of respect to the, Rick. He's got so he's yeah, a, so Rick, much. Shout out to Rick. Yeah, 
I don't know if he's gonna watch this, but love you, Rick. <laughs> if you've gotten this far, but shout he you was out. he was like basically like he kind of pitched me on ambulance because like there's so many uh, they got so many like FPV drone guys to like oh hell yeah do Dope. the movie. So they're like flying in through the car and doing Whoa. all these crazy stuff, you know. So I was just like wow because he's been really on like an FPV kick recently. Rick has yeah. Is he flying? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We just shot a little something the I other week that. in the office. Yeah. yeah. What kind of is he reckon like the dji fpv setup or no he, he's it's, building his own no he ordered something um like i might forget i might be saying it that's the wrong thing but i think it's skydio sure like there's a bunch of really don't know anything about about well, that stuff did you but. listen to maybe not but that we did a podcast with andreas i saw you did that i didn't mm-hmm. i didn't watch it no yeah he he's big fpv talks yeah, yeah have that. you tried fpv or like even in the simulators or anything no, i did i the only time i did anything that would be close to considered fpv was i did an iron man simulator uh like uh, almost okay. like what you were just flying around almost like 10 years ago like super early like vr some kids like hacked together an iron man simulator and i was like in it and i had to hold my arms out and like fly around new york city with like jets on or whatever and that freaked me out i was about to say you didn't throw up <laughs> i didn't throw up and it wasn't like moving around a lot you know it was like really steady but like at one point it just like it got jacked up and i couldn't turn away from a building and i'm heading right into a building and i'm just like no i couldn't i couldn't like see myself like looking take the fpv goggles off yeah so like fpv you've flown like dji drones yeah yeah, obviously before like i'm just i've had a whole i've talked about this before but like the whole different appreciation for fpv pilots and what have you because i've tried it on the simulator with like the actual controller to where it's like pretty much the real thing without just going out and destroying a drone Mm -hmm. um but like the the movements and like the the joystick controls that you have to do is like night and day difference from dgi like you no throttle or like nothing on it is you're falling out of the sky so like the pitch and yaw and all that stuff like you can get lost in in it so quick to where it's like insanely difficult like i i've tried the i've spent probably a couple hours in the simulator and like i'm nowhere near confident i'm like picking up a real one and like going off and flying it and like i can fly a dgi drone no problem so it's insane like when you see those videos of people like swooping down on like the nice cars and all that like it's it's scary (laughs) i can do it i just get dizzy yeah, I feel like that would be my biggest issue is I just, I, I hate roller coasters. So I feel like I wouldn't like doing that, honestly. So I mean, um, yeah. I'd rather just be like somebody getting chased by the drone or something like that. Like <laughs> just be in the actual thing. I'll be Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Yeah. You Fly an FPV drone you could around be me. Nice Jake so Six yeah. Underground is by Michael Bay. By oh, okay. Um, you should check that one out if you want to see some booms and some bams it's, I do it's, it's it. pretty sick there's some there's some really intense stuff in there um but ryan reynolds is in that i love he's, ryan reynolds he's been an interesting he's like the same he's, he's another he's, guy where like he's deadpool for like in ryan every reynolds, you know? yeah he's Dude, deadpool in guy, every character which I, I don't know if i dig i i i, I don't know I, you he's know entertaining he's entertaining yeah. to the fullest i just but love he his is the same character. i love he's totally the same character but that's like, what i'm talking i love about. his whole like 
it just seems like Deadpool happened and all of a sudden Ryan Reynolds is like the most popping fucking like I don't know what happened there. Yeah. Like yeah, he was like huge. always doing like pretty decent movies. He was kind of like that Ryan Reynolds guy just kind of silly like hey, mm-hmm. what's up I'm Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> you know? But like then all of a sudden he like did Deadpool, Deadpool and it was just like every every movie Ryan Reynolds came out with since then has been like the biggest fucking movie ever and I'm like how did this guy rebrand himself so intensely like that? Like he is like a full throttle like action movie like mega super hollywood blockbuster guy now did you guys see no you go i was gonna say did you see adam project by chance the newest one that he's in no i didn't gotcha that one's actually pretty cool you guys should check it out if you haven't um but the the kid in that movie he just a quick fun fact the kid in that movie who they cast he's like the the lead besides ryan reynolds um he got the role. It's his first ever acting role. He got the role because he can recite every single line in Deadpool 2. What? Really? Like sitting there, just recite the whole thing. That's how he got that gig? Yeah. There's videos online. Like, you can guys, check it out. Don't look at my headshots. Don't look at my audition tape. Check this out. Press play. I hope you guys got a couple hours. And then he just, <laughs> riffs, and he just hours. riffs through it. And the casting directors are just like, wait, let's hear him out. Dude, he's like he's like <laughs> eleven, twelve be. years old, and just the whole thing, like that is wild, raunchy stuff and all. Huh. <laughs> wow, that is a fun fact. Yeah. I think, yeah, I don't know. I think Ryan Reynolds just gave everybody what they wanted when it came to like Deadpool. You know, everybody mm-hmm. loves action movies with Spider Man, but you know, everybody loves Superman and all that stuff. But like, you don't get to see somebody get like their skull crushed or like mm-hmm. get shot in the face or something yeah. and, like, in all a the, comedic man yeah too. and all the yeah. adults are just like watching spider-man and they're like oh they should have killed that guy but yeah, you know yeah. what little jimmy over here he doesn't need to see that and then deadbolt came out and then it was just like all right this is exactly what we need yeah so it was all pretty the adults game changing kinda, in that. you know get off on their their gore fix while also living in their superhero fantasy yeah that's true it was pretty i mean that was a huge fucking movie when that came out that was wild i and love deadpool like, they're like yeah. he's the anti-hero and it's like oh, i think he's just a realistic superhero if there were superheroes around there'd probably be a lot more blood on the streets yeah than... it's like what will smith wished he could have done in hancock i didn't see hancock it's kind of the same type of vibe he's like anti-hero yeah. superhero but he's like a you know he's like a drunk mess or whatever his deal was he was just kind of like uh. i mean not to not to mention but i just want to bring up smell. all of the the destruction and city costs that all the marvel towns must go through oh each and every it's a fucking huge, movie it's a huge racket with the mafia it's the like tax all the payer, union the, workers the taxpayers and stuff so of money. the marvel universe must be just <clears throat> thrilled floored it's a conspiracy well, they destroy the fucking cities in every movie. And then the union workers have to come in and rebuild the whole city every single time in that universe. So I guarantee you there's definitely some sort of kickbacks going on to like Captain America. It's like, oops, just destroyed that skyscraper. Gets a kickback from the You got to think about the people on the ground level here. To build, right. Rebuild, okay. Uh, I'm with you now. You, you hear me? You're, pick, you're picking up, you're picking you up what we're putting down? Yeah, man. Fuck Captain America. Fuck Captain America. Fuck, he's getting those kickbacks. Honestly, those movies do kind of suck. I'm not a big fan. Of I gave up on the Marvel movies. I yeah, I gave I up on it. The formulaic action. Shang Chi was sick. Shang Chi's VFX was was dope. I, I watched the new ones for the that factor. You know yeah, I can see that. They're that they're in cool. they're getting insane with like what they're doing in that. Just Shang Chi specifically, they took it to another level. Yeah, I think I it just won a Grammy act- or an Oscar actually too for best VFX. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so that was a fun whole ordeal too. 
I was I watched that I shit live. It. Oh, yeah. you saw that live? Yeah, I didn't. That was I was so like, funny. Fuck. <laughs> what are you talking about? The uh, Will Smith and Chris Rock shit with him getting slapped. Oh, I saw that live too. <laughs> I was like, you just haven't seen anything. You're like, well, what's, no, what I mean, happened with Shang, Will Smith? Shang Chi, but I didn't know what you're talking about. Oh, oh yeah, 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 we, yeah, yeah. We jumped to the oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Was, yeah, we're jumping around, man. I was, <laughs> I was watching it at my friend's house, and um, they were casting it off of their phone from like a streaming app. So when it happened, we all thought that it was just like a glitch in the stream. Yeah. And I was looking and I was like, they're like, oh, that was a funny skit. Ha, ha, ha. And I was like, uh, I mean, like <laughs> the audio is cut out and they're yelling at each other. Like, I'm pretty sure like that, like there's something going on. This that is kind of how live fake. broadcasts work. You yeah. know, and they're like, no, dude, the glitch in the stream. And I was like, I don't. I kind of know a little bit about camera streaming, like live <laughs> yeah, stuff, yeah. and I think that was I think that was a real thing that happened. And then they're like, "No, you know, we move on. We start watching a movie. Twenty minutes later, I go to the bathroom and I start scrolling, and I was like, "Holy shit, it was real!" <laughs> Dude, what? Was yeah, I remember. I remember like the first video that I saw of it. It was like glitched out. Like the initial like mm -hmm. video that came out online was like there was all like, the audio cut out and everything yeah. like yep. that. And then, and then they got the first one from like Japan. Yeah, they got the first thing. Japan one. And then they cleaned it up and figured out how to get the just the regular. <laughs> version you know yeah jeez that That's, was so that out of so control ridiculous that was out of control man i had to i had to mint a nft i saw that, that. <laughs> immediately you just did immediately i was, I was like, like did you yeah, buy this baby. or did you make this trade nft twitter was kind of blowing up over it so they're like oh <laughs> get all it's the still for sale it's still for sale <laughs> so oh, we're gonna pick man. that up man so what are your guys's honest thoughts about this do we want to go into that or no I mean, we all, break all parties are at fault and all parties, it sucks for all parties, basically. Yeah. I, think, yeah, I think, I mean, comedy is comedy. You poke fun at poke fun, but like the medical conditions that his wife is going through obviously is not cool. You have to stand up for women. Yeah, X, Y, Z. It's true. I just feel like that, you don't have to go on stage and slap somebody Exactly. The that's Oscars. the also, like, that's. It just uh, you, seems like I mean, a bad, it just makes you look bad. When you're at that level, you're setting an example for the whole world, especially on live TV like that. That's totally uncalled for. And for the Oscars to not even do anything about it. Well, they X, tried y, to, did you see that they, they tried, to kick, they tried to kick him out and he wouldn't go. Oh, really? I did not know that. I, I think, think I just saw that like last <laughs> night or something like that. Yeah. They like asked him to leave. And then he goes up and wins an Oscar. And then he and wins an Oscar. Like, baller move, though, honestly. Yeah, for like, real. <laughs> and then Jaden Smith tweets, he's like, that's how it's fucking done. Yeah, I don't get that at all. <laughs> okay, Shut Jayden. up, Jaden yeah, Smith. Okay. No one cares he what was like, say. He's like, we're on top again, baby. But Yo, no, but I, that, except, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. I just, okay, so like, I don't know. You know, I think that there is this thing with Hollywood culture, celebrity culture, political culture, and just like, there's the people who are not pedestrians and normal civilians like we are. And usually, depending on how our biases feel, they can do whatever they want, depending on whoever's bias is more popular. So it's like with, mm -hmm. with um, you know, like accountability slowly falls away if there's a, a, a narrative of acceptance from everybody else depending on what your bias is directed toward mm. where it's like um i feel like a lot of celebrities get away with stuff like that and i think it's like kind of goes back in principle to like the whole entire alec baldwin situation you know what oh, i mean yeah. where it's like some devastating stuff can happen but i really like alec baldwin i can humanize him i can do this i can do that like there's so many things that's not me but like a lot of people can say and do whatever they want and then because of like their thoughts and feelings on it or because he 
the person has been humanized because they've been put in a spotlight because they had the opportunity because they rich they're rich and are in Hollywood, mm-hmm. then everybody just kind of brushes it under the rug. And I'm not saying that's specifically happening with Alec Baldwin because that's still unresolved. But you know, with like you know, with exactly what happened with Will Smith. Where it's like, yeah, there's the, the alopecia, there's the racial implications, there's a lot of stuff, but, you know, that's all just biases, and you did go up on stage and just assault somebody, and like, I, yeah, Chris Rock didn't press charges, but like, where does accountability begin to slide because yes, he of people's did. opinions? Yes, he did assault him on stage and stuff, but also it's hard for us to, I guess, put ourselves in that kind of perspective being that much of an A-list celebrity because your whole life is under a microscope. Like, you could have all this stuff going on. Granted, that's no excuse whatsoever to go up on stage at the Oscars and smack someone. But, like, I think it's really hard for the general public to put yourselves in a sh- in shoes like someone of the caliber of, like, Will Smith, you know? Because it's, like, they're living completely different lives. Like that's Oh, they're completely it's, it's, detached it's, from reality it, of what the world is mm-hmm, today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we're, yeah, it's just night and day compared to what we're experiencing. So, like, yeah. I think it's really hard to even realize what an individual might be going through at that level, you it's know? Because like, it's like every single move you do, every single thing you post on the internet oh, is yeah. getting dissected to the fullest. Like, that probably fucks with your head to the, like, Jack beyond Eric. belief. Jack Burek, he he said something the other day in the group chat about it. He was like, God forbid, like, the whole entire world could see me and my girlfriend's relationships. I haven't done the dishes in the past, like, fucking three weeks. Like, I would be completely destroyed. (laughs) Yeah, I guess you're right. Like, you give somebody a little bit of ammo, the world is going to run with it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... I was thinking, like, after it happened, I... I was like, you know, like, scrolling through Twitter and, like, seeing everybody's, like, hot takes about it and everybody, like... you know again like you guys were saying like just super dissecting it and it's like oh famous drama it's happening he slapped him the alopecia celebrity culture yeah and i was just like man like if something like this happened in like the 90s everyone would just be like will smith slapped chris rock that's so fucked up yeah of course but now you have the opportunity opportunity to have like the context of everything around it like will smith and jada's whole putting everything out on Facebook mm-hmm. and her show and everything and Will Smith being like this big like joke to everybody and everything and it's just like well Will Smith he's just tired of taking all the abuse and he's gonna you know just that was the last star or whatever you know it's just like I'm like man it's just, it's exhausting to have to like think about all like oh, have yeah. to have all that information in your head when like one little thing happens basically mm-hmm. you know it's just like one quick incident and it's like let's all write some research papers exactly like the discourse is just like so vast about like all the context behind it yeah and i'm just like wow like i just can't look at this stuff anymore it's just exhausting like i'm just like a random guy like i just thought that shit was funny as fuck honestly (laughs) (laughs) i was just like that is hilarious that will smith went up and slapped chris rock i wish there were like internet filters you know so it's like because when that happened you know 12 hours later i stopped giving a shit about it yeah it was also just like you know a lot of people are still running with it, and I just wish I could press a button on my phone that would be like anything Will Smith related. Just don't show it to me. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? But well, I mean, and that's the whole point that he's making is like yeah. everyone has the opinion, and like it gets mm-hmm. burnt out so quick of this particular scenario, whatever that scenario may be, because you're seeing fifty million people post about it, mm-hmm. like, and that's all that's filling your feed. So immediately you're gonna be like, oh fuck this! Like, yeah, you know. it's like oh. 
blank down the street. What do they think about it? I'd never, I haven't talked to them in five years, but I'm <laughs> yeah. so curious what their thoughts. They're are. gonna have a hot take about this. This yeah, is gonna be sick. Right. <laughs> um, do you guys, do you guys mind if I pause this real quick? I gotta blow my nose and go to the bathroom. Yeah, tissue break. Tissue break. Tissue break. You need to go pee pee. Huh? You need to go pee pee. I probably will need to. Yeah. Okay. In five seconds. We'll be back in just a second. <laughs> Joe Rogan at the end. That's so funny. <laughs> Oh my what god. What are you guys laughing at? That's so funny. That thing I sent you this morning. Oh yeah. <laughs> so the good. Alt, the different universe. <laughs> they do that. Where he gets that is so the funny. parallel universe where Chris Rock dodges it. Psych! Not today, bitch. That is so funny. That's so good. Uh, okay, we're uh, back. Yeah. Yeah. We're back from taking a big piss. <laughs> <laughs> Bing bong. Ten one thousand ten one thousand yeah uh, dude nobody else gets those terms I love you the only person who's talking about ten one and ten twos is jack and then i'm, I'm on set and i say it to people and they're like what <laughs> does just nobody a, know what that, that means with us, mm-hmm. it's like when you're on set and you got to take a pee you gotta, gotta go ten one. Oh. and then like if you have to you know go boop, boop, you gotta say ten two might be a union thing oh, or like, like yo i gotta go ten two so you don't have to go announce everybody like i gotta take a shit see like that's what i do when i'm on set because i'm just an actor you know i just go i'm taking a piss now everybody wait for me that's what we want to talk about more of so you oh yeah so we didn't really announce it at the beginning of the show because we just kind of got right into it but ben is an actor and i first saw ben at wcc in Dan Kier's class <laughs> when he showed me Milk Boy and I thought it was hands down like one of the greatest things I'd ever seen in my life and the best part about it was is there are people that are in that movie that you don't even recognize anymore like Garrett he makes a quick flash yeah, in it quick appearance and you gotta that. pause it at the right time and you see it and you're like whoa that is Garrett that's back in the day and um, then I ran into and like ever since that happened I was like I showed it to all the people that were in my house and they're, you know, like this is in my early, early 20s. So sometimes they would come back from the bar and they'd be a little drunk and they'd be running around the house going, you're milkless. You're milkless. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, like I'm setting a trend. And it came from you. And then I, I remember running into you and Brad Tennant. And there was another guy who now lives in L.A., the redhead guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Adam, mm-hmm. is that his name? I, I don't know if he was there. But it was Ten Penny Productions, and I ran into you guys, and I was like, "Oh, dude, I know you guys. What's up? My name's John. I love your stuff. I remember Here's that. Here's my phone that. number. Let me know yeah, if you need help with any filming." Moment, yeah. And you guys were like, "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was fun. And then ever since then, I've been able to see you evolve out of you know just kind of the student realm of filming and of acting, and take on some more intense roles, and also do a lot of your own writing too with uh, your YouTube channel, which is just like hilarious. And if anybody hasn't seen it, they need to go check it out. So amazing tutorials. Yeah. And they're all everything. And the thing about it too is it's like when you, when people create content, they kind of create content for like what people want to see, you know, like, yeah, I don't care about that. No, hell no. No, yeah, you write your own shit. You do your own thing. Like, that's what I was about to get at. You're like, will three laptops fit in this pocket? Yeah. Holy the world's largest shit. fanny pack. Yeah, yeah, the world's largest fanny pack. It fits three laptops. Like, who just comes up with that and then executes it in such a beautiful manner that you did? Wow, thank you. It's truly an art in itself. It is an art in itself. Thank and, you. like, there, it even goes beyond that with, like, the color spike review. Fucking gold. And um, there's some more. Um, robot, key him out. 
Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, the first time screen. I ever saw that, I <laughs> yeah. literally could not stop laughing. I was yeah, like, yeah. Who that was comes up one. with this shit? That was so funny. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Talk to us about that. <laughs> <laughs> what, like, what, what do you want to know? Just like, just give us a whole entire creative process on not only like, and and I'm, I'm gonna go as vague as possible okay. here, and you can kind of just like jump on whatever you want to jump on. Okay. Your creative process when it comes to like where these concepts even start like maybe you're at the grocery store and you get some thought and you're like oh i gotta write that down i don't know what your process is there or even when you're on set and somebody is like this is you know you've been cast for a role Mm -hmm. and like it's that day on set like how do you get into the space of like oh, acting yeah, yeah. like there's a bunch of questions i just asked. okay so okay just kind of yeah i mean like it's you know I'm, it's not anything like super special or anything like that you know but i mean like you. i think it's unique because it is just like coming from my head or whatever but i mean like yeah, i get ideas from like everything like I, you know a lot of times it's just like watching stuff like commercials or like a scene in a movie will just like trigger me into like alternate version of like whatever that scene outcome would be and then i'll like write something from that or whatever and i you know for my youtube channel i usually don't like write like scripts i'll write like rough outlines or like it's a lot of times it's like oh i just think of a funny way to say something that's like funny to me it's like a shower thought that it's like just a shower like thought ex- yeah. execute. like goatism <laughs> like how did you write that yeah goatism i mean <laughs> that was a 24-hour Film fest. Film fest, yeah. yeah. So that just like happened in, you know, I was just like, uh, I'm going to pizza. I was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm going to wear a fake mustache. I'm going to be a t- teacher at this thing. Like, it just is like, sometimes it's just like really like sporadic, like, like yeah. that, you know, or like, yeah, like taking a walk and I'm just like in my head and I just think of something funny. Mm-hmm. I just like, I think I think I'm the funniest person that I know. <laughs> you I, are I one of the funniest people that I know. I laugh at everything that I do and I'm always just like, that would be a funny sketch. Like, I got to turn awesome. that into something. And I'll like literally just like do a voice memo in my phone of like, funny dialogue or a funny way to say something and i'm like i'm gonna put that in something at some point so sometimes it's just like pieces that kind of fit together and i just like put it together or whatever you know what about like the plane not crashing it was just kind of an accidental landing and then you know oh yeah the the fake uh uh news report that actually that i came up with that idea months ago after watching yellow jackets Okay. What's that? Is that a show on Netflix? It's a it's a Showtime show about a group of like a uh, soccer playing high school girls that crash Ooh, a plane in the that, in like a Arctic uh, w- it's woodsy like what happened area. in real life in the Alps. With yeah, exactly, exactly. And they basically they kind of like allude very heavily to cannibalism throughout the show. And I was just like, it'd be funny if like. Like basically just what the sketch turned out, like if a guy got interviewed about a cookbook because he like crash landed on an island, but it's like, oh, oh no, everybody survived the crash. That part. <laughs> what kind of animals were on the <laughs> island? There weren't any animals. So what kind of recipes were in the cookbook? Liver, Liver kidney, heart, heart, brain. Heart. Yeah, brain. And then you just kind of go off. And, like, yeah. and the guy's just like, I'm dead. And it's like, how do you, where do you yeah. jump and I go like, there? I like, I like that. I, I just thought that was funny. Like the idea of like, having that awkward moment happen but in like an interview where it's like this guy's probably got to address the fact that he ate people and he's just like no i'm dead i died too i'm a ghost and then just leaves 
I just thought that would just be a funny way to just like awkwardly just like beeline out of like an interview, like cross dissolve out. Like you just like have you're like in such a corner that you just think of the most ridiculous thing, like excuse to like get out of the get out of answering the awkward question that you hate a bunch of people. Like I'm dead. <laughs> I'm a ghost. I I'm out. I'm, I, I can't do this anymore. It's like oh okay. <laughs> just just walk off set. Like still hook the audio and like so, get in your car and leave. So so you're dead. Yeah yeah I'm dead. I'm a ghost. <laughs> do you have a tiktok yeah i post all my all my stuff on tiktok okay, too yeah I have you gotten a good TikTok. uh response from that tiktok um, engagements like can be hit or miss but when it hits it can be a hit yeah yeah it's it's it ebbs and flows you know it's do it's you make like, like do you just do your high quality content on tiktok or do you make like actual like phone content style tiktok too i will do that sometimes on tiktok i'll just okay. like use like a Again, it's like sometimes I'll just get like inspired by something like a random little scene or whatever. And I'll just be like, I'm just going to shoot this on my phone and just play both characters and just like not. Because sometimes it's like I get an idea and I'm like, oh, this is so funny. But it's like it's not good enough that I want to invest all the effort into actually producing something. So Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I'll just shoot it on my phone. Or like a lot of times, like if I come up with an idea that I think is funny enough, I'll shoot a phone version of it first. Animatic basically an animatic yell yeah, storyboard it in real time and like yep. do the dialogue and then i'll like go and and like just break it down and just make it into something or whatever you got a folder on your computer that's usually it's just the trash bin but like do you have a thing where you're like this isn't good enough and you're just like no. have all these discarded <laughs> ideas no you have <laughs> that's, that's perfect i have an ongoing like list in my phone of ideas that i come up with and i just check them off when i do them awesome. <laughs> i'm just like all right i did that one because what i was going to say is i'm curious about like some of the half alive or like half dead things that you've done oh well like, oh, i got I a lot of those too yeah, yeah. i'll make them and I just don't do don't anything with them. <laughs> so I literally like have like a vault of videos that I just never put out. I want to see like, them. I did that's, them. That's the part of finding yourself as an artist, though. You know, I mean, you the, some of the work. I mean, most not most, but a good amount of the work that I do, too. I mean, never sees the light of day. But I mean, who at the end of the day, who cares if like social media is going to see it? You know, I mean, it's it's practice. It's beneficial gain for you to mm get in front of the camera to edit the video whatever that may be you know so that's kind of the way that i look at those lost projects in a yeah, sense and too. i mean like you know sometimes when they crash and burn yeah exactly and it's like it's it's it, i never look at it as like a crash and burn thing for me it's just like a lot of my videos that i make for my youtube channel are like supposed to be funny because like i found them funny or whatever <laughs> so like sometimes i'll do them and i'm just like Ah, it's just not as funny as I remember it being, you know, mm-hmm. or like it just doesn't really like. Well, that's just because it's worn you, again. like you're worn out on it to a sense, you know. Like, yeah, that's but, true. But the other people, when they see it, it's the first time they've seen it in comparison to you, like going over the same idea, making it, mm-hmm. editing it. At that time, you're burnt out with it, but then, like you know, somebody sees it with fresh eyes. Yeah, that's true. That's a part of it too. Yeah, because when I was editing that uh, news uh, cannibal video or whatever. <laughs> I was like watching it and when I finished it, I was like so happy because I thought the deep fake turned out so good. It was like my best one that I, I had done it. so far. I'm like, wow, this looks really good. But I was just like, I don't know if this is really that funny anymore. I watched it this morning for the first time and was dying. Like, <laughs> like eating cereal at like 7.30 in the morning. Like this is my day off right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. That's good. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's, it's just kind of like I just got to do it. And then if it doesn't end up doing anything or going anywhere, I'm just kind of like, whatever, or, you know, 
Mm. A lot of my videos I just kind of post and like nothing really happens. I just get my own sick satisfaction out of just like <laughs> being ridiculous on camera. So That's what it's all about though, man. Yeah. If, it, if you get that internal gratification, then fuck everybody Yeah, else. I feel good about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really care if anybody watched it or not. I feel good about them too. I yeah. Funny. I mean, I like to make the videos for like, you know, like you guys and like people that I know that I think would think it's funny. So like that's like my main audience at this point is just like if I can like... You know, if people like hit me up and they're like, that was funny. I'm like, oh, sweet. Okay. I feel like a little bit better about it now. Whenever I see you drop a video, like whenever it's on Instagram or something, and you're like, new YouTube link. I'm just like, fuck yes. <laughs> what's it going to be? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And is it like returning something at Kohl's? No shade on Kohl's. You know, it's Amazon's yeah, Kohl's, yeah, yeah, not yeah. us. Yeah, but, that's true. You know, it's just one of those things where it's like, what is it going to be? <laughs> like, I, never, I, never, <laughs> I don't I know, know either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be something random. Have you so, been... Oh, you can go. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, so you make a lot of your own videos, these ones that we've been talking about, but you also act as well in other people's productions. And I think the the beauty in your acting kind of bleeds over, obviously, into your videos that it's you okay. make yourself. Um, but also just the fact of, like, you can play so many different characters or wear so many different gloves or hats if you will you know got range yeah um i mean we've we've casted you in psa and Mm -hmm. um those ones as well and i mean you've done ads for wcc and i don't know like all the extent of your catalog but um i mean i think that's just the the beauty in you specifically is the fact of like just being able to wear all those hats which is which is really cool because i mean the person that you played in our PSA is like night and day compared to like the, the Bob Ross you played in yeah. WCC. So yeah, like yeah, yeah. It, it, it's really cool to see, see what you pull out of the bag. Oh, thanks man. I mean, yeah, it's like when I do my own videos, I'm like, obviously like very much a generalist filmmaker. Like I don't really feel like I know that much about filmmaking to be quite honest. I just like know enough to do everything, including mm-hmm. just like yeah. be on screen. <clears throat> and so I feel like a lot of times, like that's just where my happy place is. Like, Oh, oh, they're coming. Oh, for shit, you. guys, we I gotta, gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like that's just like where my like comfortability is like on set. Like whenever I do something with you guys, it's like I would rather be a talent than actually like be working the yeah, set because I am talent is fun. <laughs> I'm basically useless on set to be honest. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm like I can like be like a P. I could do things, you know. I just don't like I I don't know enough about cameras to you've like directed like your a, own stuff i've been on set with you as a when you've been a director that's and, like yeah that's and camera operator you can do it you know it's me like that's you know that's different too like it's like again i think it's kind of like the concepting or like the writing thing i'm like more of like an ideas guy than i am like an actual like technical you know producer of things you know mm-hmm. i'm like i can come up with like an idea for something and i like have an idea of how like i'd like it to be executed and then i can be on camera and i can do the thing on camera you know and that's mm-hmm. that's we where my get, comfortability is really we gotta get you directing and like crank out some like tim and eric bedtime stories type <laughs> well no i was because that's what i was gonna say i think like your some of your next steps of evolution in my opinion yeah not please you what to do no but please like could do. be something along the lines of bedtime stories because like there's the technical aspect, but then there's also just the comedic, like dark humor. That's yeah. just like you can't. It can't be achieved without that person, if that makes sense. And yeah. I think that you are one of those people that can just really bring out some of the 
the best when it comes to like that comedic gold where everybody's just like what but they're laughing but there's also a little bit more depth to it you know yeah that makes sense well just what i appreciate with bedtime stories is how <laughs> like the production value is also there but like it's still mm-hmm. that tim and eric like you're watching like, a movie absurdity mm-hmm. that's just like through the roof so like you have that absurdity if you will but like to bring that production value to it or to like to even like start directing those kind of yeah pieces I think would be sick but with short films it's so hard like where do they go they without go, yeah. a, without a tv like spot or whatever i know, know yeah i mean but i like I, it's still just fun to do you oh 100 so like and that's something that yeah i would love to I was, help out on a on a solid idea yeah i was i was like literally that. just thinking about this last night i'm like you know what like i'm going talked with the drop boys tomorrow i was just like man i should just write like a script or something like i should get these guys to like down. yeah let's slap it. it down and be like yo let's make something fucking weird or whatever you know and just let's like do it. i'd say like one of the main things that i am not i mean i am definitely envious of it but is just seeing people like Colton and Sam and Lewis and and them being able to write those super awesome fun narratives and stuff. But I like love it's those guys. it's a double edged sword because it's like they they all have their day jobs and stuff like that. But for us at Drop to like step away from what feeds us mm-hmm. to dive into a, a project of passion, it just would you know we'd have to figure out something to do for income. I was just but I do get jealous because I'm like man like that would be so like burnt. <laughs> So much fun, dude. We that shit was that shit, bro. We were, we I was that. I had a group of friends over um like two weeks ago mm-hmm. and my PlayStation my image for like my username yeah is me and burnt with a gun so like if, <laughs> like if yeah. i kill you online or something like that you can you go to my playstation you. account and it's like a picture of my face with a gun like i'm gonna shoot you and one of my buddies you know i'm covered in blood and stuff like that so one of my buddies was just like what is that picture from <laughs> and i was like oh it's from this do you guys want to watch it and they were like yeah and then we watched it and i hadn't seen it in years and i was oh, man they were they were blown away and I was just like, that man, turned out like, so it was so good. good. And it was one of those things where I was like, when I remember when they showed me the final project, I was also blown away with like how technically perfect everything was when it comes to like makeup, VFX, storyline, shot variety, like everything. I was completely, I was very like color grade. I was so impressed. Oh, and yeah. like, I was just having fun when that was happening. I think yeah. the most, I think the most difficult part for me was when I was choking on that fake blood yeah. when you were, when you were strangling me. Yeah. And then like, I got a little bit in my nose and I was like, like that was <laughs> oh, really? gross. Like that was the hardest part of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. but I was like, this is fun as hell. Oh man. That was so, yeah. I mean like in that, so like that is like a great burnt is like the example that I look to as far as like roles that I would like to have more of like that was serious roles, you know, serious. Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, just like the character was so fun to play. I just mm-hmm. got to like look fucking crazy and act in this weird voice. And you got a cool thing. haircut for it. I got a cool haircut for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just, it was just so, yeah, it was just like. I had so much fun doing that. And honestly, I I do want to get Colton and those guys on here to talk about it. But the problem is, is like, you know, it's hard to have like five people on a podcast. Yeah, I know. (laughs) And like, who do I pull? Do I pull Sam? Do I pull Lewis? Do I pull Colton? Who do, you know, Griffin? You could just be like out for lunch part one with Colton and just do them (laughs) separately like that. Well, I was talking to Colton about something a long time ago and I just wanted his insight on Mm -hmm. something. And one of the first things that he said to me, because I was building a character and I was like trying to kind of get in the headspace of like who this character was. And he was just like, well, what's his backstory? Like, who's his family? Like, what are his goals? Like, Mm -hmm. how does he feel? Like, what are his visions on like politics or this or that? Like, 
and I was like, oh my God, you're right. I have to build this whole universe around mm-hmm. this character. So just being, as a producer, being, you know, instead of just thinking about like call sheets, I was thinking about like what the hell this story actually means, which was a place that I haven't really been. So it was oh, just really interesting. interesting to hear him talk about that stuff. And then I was like, okay, like now, now I get like why you guys are good at what you do because they spend so many hours like writing and all their pre-pro for the narrative in itself mm-hmm. and like those those are just things that i wish we did more of but unfortunately you know there's not a lot of money in it so well yeah i mean that's that's <laughs> what we i mean the thing at drop is we've been doing so many of those corporate and bill paying video jobs that like we kind of have don't have time for those passion projects or those more like storytelling narrative style pieces which yeah i, I do want to get into and it's like the I feel like that only opportunity that we've had, not even recently, it's been fucking five years probably since we've done a 24-hour film fest or Mm -hmm. 48, but, like, I feel like those are, like, the only time that, like, people, at least in the local community, like, all come together, besides for what, like, the Sam and Lewis and all them are doing, but that's solely because, yeah, they have those day jobs where they're working for that company, working Mm -hmm. the nine-to-five, so... And then also when we do have free time, I just feel burnt out sometimes. Where it's mm-hmm. like, dude, I'm not trying to open up the computer right now, you know, which <laughs> which kind of sucks. But yeah. it's okay. I mean, we'll get there. I mean, it's yeah. it's not. I I wouldn't call it burnt out, but I mean, we're just kind of we're building building something in a in a different direction and trying to perfect something in a different direction. Yeah. But a a passion project with you and like something of that caliber would be definitely something I'm at least interested in. Like. Those guys have cast you for quite a bit. There mm-hmm. was, there's yeah, obviously just did like a Bush Beans, Bush commercial. Beans commercial. Sorry for your loss. Sorry for your loss, Bush which I still bed. haven't finished, unfortunately. Oh yeah, you gotta got check it like out. It's a little dope. Bit more than halfway through it, and then I keep forgetting to dive. Did you just the wrestling in? one? Uh uh-uh. uh Damn. Which one? Which I basically like kind of had like a dope cameo yeah. in it. Oh really? Yeah, but I was just excited. I like I like kind of being like a. Like those guys, like uh, I don't know, like one of their like Wes Anderson cast of characters that yeah. they like pull in like to do Adam, something. That's how I Adam feel Sandler with you ben too. Still. Yeah, we exactly. Have, we don't do enough gigs where we have that type of opportunity. Yeah, I love, I love that kind of like relationship. It's awesome. Yeah, I love that. And that's, it's cool too because like it does put you in different positions as an actor to like push your range in different directions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was interesting you were talking to Colton about, like, the character backstory and everything. Like, I remember when I was, like, in, like, high school, like, doing plays and musicals and stuff like that. And I was, like, really serious about acting because I was, like, the first thing I ever wanted to do was be an actor. Who was your inspiration for that sidebar? For acting? Yeah. Keanu Reeves. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I saw The Matrix and I was like, I want to do what that guy is doing right there. (laughs) That's badass. Um, but I would do that. I would like sit around. I'd think about my character. I'd write a whole backstory for my character. I would like get really, really serious about it. And then, yeah, but I think like just in general, like my process for acting is just like a lot different. Like I just want to think about like, again, going back to the Nick Cage conversation, it's like I more, I don't feel like I want to think about the backstory of my character as much as I just want to think about what needs to get conveyed, like literally in the scene. Like it's not, necessarily going to help me and maybe it's just the way my mind works or whatever but like i don't it depends if it calls for it right like if i got cast in a role where i was like really needed to be like serious and have like a backstory i guess i could like go do some like method acting stuff or whatever from no country for old men yeah i'll be javier bardem yeah um 
but like a lot of times I just like to like get in the feeling of like what is going on, you know, like, and that's what I felt like I got to do in Burnt, which was like so fun was like, I had a lot of those conversations with Colton leading up to it. I was like talking to him about like, yo, I'm going to get this crazy haircut. Like I just have this vision for what this character is going to look like. And he's like, yeah, it sounds sweet. It sounds sweet. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of want to do a voice that kind of sounds like Paul Giamatti. Like I just kind of want to like sound like, like a little weird, you know? And he's just like, yeah, man, go for it. And I remember like, there was the scene at the end when I kill the Russian guy. Yeah. I'm so sick of that fucking accent. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm so sick of that fucking accent. And I remember, like, I did it, and Colton was kind of like, I don't know what I remember exactly. He was like, don't, he was kind of like, tone it down or whatever. And I was like, yeah, all right. And I, like, did something <laughs> different or whatever. And then he was like, all right, let's do one more take. And he's just like, Ben, just go for it. And I was just like, all right, that's what I want to hear. <laughs> and that's the take. That I think they that's used. the take that they used. Yeah. Because yeah. I was just like, yes, it just felt good to just like, mm, mm. just feel like alive on set. You know, I always get that feeling when I'm like on camera and it's like rolling. I'm just like, I'm alive. I'm doing something like fucking weird that like is, I wouldn't do in real life. You know? Yeah. That's where I get my it's, kicks out of, you know? It's getting, fun. It's getting super tossed, fun. tossed to the ground drug up to yeah it. <laughs> exactly i'm like when the, did when is window. that gonna happen to me in real life that's so fun yeah and it, it puts you in like this weird state because i've acted in a few things but nothing really like cool or serious other than like burnt you know yeah so yeah. that was you killed it definitely too bro. well it's interesting because thank you but it's interesting because like Col- i never had those conversations with colton and lewis <laughs> they, were, they were just like don't shave your beard and i was like okay and then like we're on set and they're like okay more or less or this or that and i was like Okay, and like I didn't really have a lot of acting experience, but like it worked. You were so good, and man. It, but it was fun because like, you know, I grew up playing a lot of video games and doing a lot of like action stuff. So like to be that guy mm-hmm. with that, and then like I, it was a lot of fun on set. But then when it was done and I got to see it, I was like, whoa! You're like a real fucking action hero. Yeah, right. I was shit, like, man. whoa! That was so fun. And to speaking watch. of fucking Bruce Willis, man. And, and, and I heard that like yesterday that crushed me too. Cause like, mm-hmm. that's like, I grew up loving Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Like that was a, hold like up. A, what happened? Um, he's got, he just got he, diagnosed. He got or, diagnosed with, uh, I think it's called aphasia. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Dina did tell me about that where you can't like, you have trouble communicating and yeah. understanding. It's actually language. incredibly scary disease. I was reading yeah, a bunch of stuff about it yesterday. Scary, yeah. It's like you, you lose the ability and, the, and it ranges for everybody, but encompassing like worst of the worst is losing the ability to understand speech losing the ability to convey speech losing the ability to read and then losing the ability to like understand like signs and like sign language and just like so basic just, like, brain like motor skills basically well, like, are the only thing that are it sounds kicking. so scary because like you you have your thoughts and you are still alive but then just like a whole communication breakdown of you can't even write sometimes or read so you so basically, he's, he's, you're basically alone. You basically are in a shell and you can't do anything about it because you can't even convey any emotion or anything. I mean, I feel like you could with like body language and stuff, but like, I don't know. It sounds terrifying. Yeah, brain stuff freaks me out so bad. So much. I and it can so just happen. It can I mean, just and that's like the, my mind goes to like, does that, is that a cause from like all of this like heavy conditioning for these like heavy action roles and different personas and stuff like know. that to like where like neurological long, I mean, cause he's been an actor for years now to where like maybe that 
could have done something. I mean, I, mean, I, I just I feel think like about, it's a genetic thing, or like a hurt, like not genetic. It, but like, I, I mean, feel like very it's something well that your be. brain just yeah. does. Yeah, I know it's just freaky because, like, who knows why that happened? I mean, that's like I football players getting like CTE. the yes. Yeah, I mean, do you guys ever? I've been that. having this thing recently where I like keep like cringing like randomly because I like remember all of these times when I was younger where I just fucking clock my head on something really hard. Really? You ever think about how many times no. you hit your head as a kid? I haven't hit my head a lot throughout my I've, life. I've hit my head a fair amount I have of times. Not. I have really knocked my head around a couple of times. And I think about those moments and thinking about what it feels like. And I'm like, if that happened to me now, I don't fucking know what would be going on with me right now. I know now. the like, feeling of like the, the rock. Like that's happened where like yeah. your head hits oh, the ground or something God, like that. Yeah, I hate that. It just makes me so uncomfortable just thinking about my brain getting just... I was at Alpine. I was probably like 14 years old. First run down. I hit this jump at the end and caught a lip right at the edge, of, right at the takeoff, and it sent me like just like ass down to the ground. And I overshot the jump, landed flat on my butt, and then buckled to my head. I compressed my spine, and I have this huge hematoma on my head. It was like, oh this, my like, god! I was that was probably the. I thought I broke my back. Oh, it was. Geez. I was seeing these splotches of color. And yeah. Oh like, my god! Insane. The little diamonds and triangles. No, it was like it was like circles, like oh circle, circle, god. circle of all these different colors, like black, red, blue. Well, like, like Demi Lovato. Did any of you guys listen to the Rogan interview with Demi Lovato? I know. No. Oh, I did. Um, she was talking about how, like, you know, she's overdosed a few times on, like, some hardcore drugs and everything. And because of that, um, she's blind oh, in, her, in I, her peripherals. I watched the Demi Lovato YouTube documentary, actually, where she talked about that. Yeah. That sounds terrifying. That is nightmares for me. Nightmares. Yeah. So you're just like this, basically? Well, she says she just has, like, great. Like, if you ever look at a bright light for too long, you know how you get those splotches? <laughs> she has that, but, like, in her peripherals of, like, gray most <laughs> of the time. I hate all that stuff. Yeah. I, th I hate thinking about what's going on in my brain and like not knowing like if one everything feels normal and then one day something happens and I'm just like, ugh, it just so freaks me out, man. Scary. So, so, so scary. scary. Scares so the shit out of me. Neurons and shit. I don't understand what's going on in my fucking brain. It's complex. <laughs> freaks me out, man. I don't like it. Well, but what okay, so we can switch subjects. What are you working on now? What do you are you got any things lined up for acting gigs or like anything cool that you've done recently besides that Bush Beans? I think that's the most act recent one that I'm aware of yeah no honestly i don't really got a whole lot going on i'm just making weird these weird little videos on my youtube channel uh i've just been really inspired by this weird tech Character. that i found out yeah. so i'm yeah. just like i really am just like having so many ideas for that so i'm like just kind of like constantly shooting things because i keep having ideas and they're super easy to film for me mm -hmm. so i'm literally just like have a green screen studio set up in my apartment so i just turn on the cameras and just do something there you go and then i can just kind of like leisurely edit and work on it throughout the week or whatever so it's like really like low effort for me to just kind of like crank those out honestly so that's like the most creative stuff i have going on right now um but no i i would love to do some do some acting and, and somebody else's stuff, you know. I don't know who's working. Let's get on to this. anybody who hears this. It's time. Let's get to writing. Something. Yeah, I feel like it's time. I feel like it's time to come out and and you know, I feel it's, like people are doing more stuff now. We're about to hit know? that Renaissance period. Yeah, like things are. Let's seriously. Let's let's try and come up with something and and write a write a little short film piece. I would love something, to something, something. I would love to. I can definitely come up with something. Yeah, I'll come up with something. Oh, I do, do have a really good idea. I'm not gonna say it on here. Yeah, yeah, no, but I do have a really good idea for like a really 
interesting concept. Oh, yeah. I'll pitch you guys when we're done here. But yeah, okay. I love it. Um, but yeah, no, that's pretty much it, man. I'm just having a good time. I'm <laughs> just chilling, you know. Yeah, yeah. You wait, you okay? So you have been doing a lot of traveling lately. You were in Austin. I just recently talked to you. You were in Vegas. Yeah. You saw? Did you just see Tyler the Creator? Is that what I remember? Yeah, I saw Tyler there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. How was that? Oh, sick, man. That Honestly, awesome. I that saw. Wasn't him. the stage where he somebody threw their phone on stage? Was it? That wasn't that show. Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. I saw him twice in February. Actually, I saw him in wow. Vegas and I saw him in Detroit. Dang. And the Detroit show was way better, honestly. Really? Yeah. He's, I, you could tell he's got serious love for Detroit. Vegas is a weird place. Super At least weird. the crowds the crowds that Vegas attracts, mm-hmm. like for at least from like a DJ's perspective, it's really interesting of like the residencies and stuff. Well, like you just have to take like the, the crowds that are gonna be in Vegas are your bachelor at parties, your like girls' trips, your like reunions, yeah, degenerate yada. gamblers, all of that to where it's not <laughs> the scum yeah, of your earth, yeah. <laughs> but it's just like a different crowd that, like, I feel like artists that come to Vegas personally struggle with because it is such a they have to a, appeal a, to a weird pop niche. culture. It feels it's very slu- like yeah. Las Vegas is slow, like, they're not with it yet i would say and it's just very like yeah i felt like that show was just kind of very like i don't know if like despondent is the right word but it just kind of felt like disconnected a little mm-hmm. bit like yeah it's like people in detroit are like they're living in michigan where did he play in yeah in they're vegas. living in michigan in vegas he played at mandalay bay okay yeah so uh uh my girlfriend and i were like staying at the luxor so we literally could just walk oh, fuck yeah. we just walked over to the show when it was time nice we did pre-game yeah, I think I might have a gambling problem, honestly. <laughs> really? Dude, what's I didn't think, what's I think, think I gamble, would be, dude. I cannot gamble. I didn't think I would be that type of person, but I don't know. Like, I guess that's... What were you what That's were why you had to put him down, those on. gambling degenerates. It's not me. Yeah, it's not. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I have been, like, wanting to go back to a casino ever since I was in Vegas. I'm like, I, I, I want to go back. Did man. you, go, were you, did you come me out up, up or down? Go. Huh? Did you come out up or down? Oh, down. Oh, dude. And oh, yeah, down. you're definitely a gambling addict. Don't do it. Yeah, hey, I know. We'll, we'll go to, so much fun. We'll go <laughs> to, dude, we'll go to MGM some night. I mean. We'll go to MGM some night. I know. I really want to go gamble in Detroit. That would be fun, man. What's your What's your game? What do you play? I don't do like, I don't know how to play like He's like cards anything, anything. I can throw money at. So slots? I'm like slots and like, um, yeah, pretty much slots. I mean, there was a bunch <laughs> of different games there that I yeah, was yeah, like yeah. playing around with. I spent uh, like I spent like several hours one night playing the penny slots, and I just refused. Your to... Your eyes are lighting up, and it's like, ding, 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 yeah, ding, I just ding, refused ding, ding. to walk away from this machine down. And so, as soon as I made like just enough to break even again, I was like, okay, I gotta stop. I gotta stop. It's good self control. Yeah, there's a there's. A <laughs> But There's yeah, a Willy Wonka slot machine that is treating me that has treated me really well. Ooh. Every single time I play it, I rock out on top. But blackjack for sure, you can Dude. you can You're you like, can win some money. But it's weird. Blackjack, blackjack has a system for sure. It's like you win or you lose four to five times, and then you'll win one to two, almost guaranteed every time. The worst part about gambling is like if you want to have any fun. You gotta play with a lot you of gotta money. Gotta throw it down. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I play a lot of Texas Hold'em, and I grew up playing a lot of poker and Hold'em and stuff like that. And that's that's what I can do, and I'm good at it. Mm-hmm. But you will not catch me in a casino because, like, I just know the curve. Like, 
what do they say? Um, well, once you win, you're just going to be fucking hooked. And well, it's, like, <laughs> what is it? it's like game experience may change during online play. Like you might think that you're good until you go battle with the other boys. Oh, and yeah, you just yeah, get yeah, ripped yeah. up. And like, I feel like that's what would happen to me playing poker and i don't i can't spare to lose a hundred dollars let alone like <laughs> let alone like 10 dude yeah, i've been like, i've been doing no. some i've been doing some research on like the high roller gamblers Ooh, and stuff like yeah. that shit's really interesting to me and still doesn't click right so like there's there's like all these like celebrities and rappers stuff like little baby and stuff he's known for like after every Little baby little baby, little baby. Yeah. Um, after you every might show, get insulted if you say that. Yeah. Well, after every show, he goes. He's like in the casino, whatever town he's in. He's in the like has a room. Oh, at, has a room at the casino, throwing like playing roulette and stuff. Like, I don't get how these people like they're throwing. They're doing like two hundred thousand dollar hands yeah, like on, on the table, laying normal. it laying it all down and stuff. Like it's. But insane. that's just like how much you made that night. Yeah, right. You know, but like, like who cares? Even, even you can make that even a beside those like celebrities like Drake and stuff, he just got like a bunch of recognition for throwing like quarter mil down on a table or uh -huh. whatever. No, but, he um, threw three mil when he was gambling on his phone. What? He gave someone all that money. It was like on a oh, Twitch really? it was a Twitch stream. They he like gave him like a shit ton of Bitcoin or whatever. Huh. Um but the the people that are just in the high stakes gambling world, like it, it blows my mind, and there has to be some sort of counting cards going down to like the maximum extent. Because like, there's coaches and shit that'll sit there with you at that level and stuff, and really be holding. Oh, like your while hand. you're playing. Yeah, and like oh, there's wow. private rooms. People are getting banned from casinos there just from a... winning. Like they'll wow. or they'll be like security guards from the casino that'll come in and try and fuck with these certain players like that I, I don't i don't even know it's weird two quick stories when i was in costa rica i couldn't learn how to play this one game for some reason i don't remember what it was it was a card game but i was having a lot of trouble like picking up on it and um i lost like 40 bucks and i was like okay that's too i don't want to keep playing this so <laughs> i back up and i'm standing behind my brother-in-law and some other people that are playing and i the whole entire casino it's about a room a little bit bigger than this with normal ceilings and it was a small casino there are mirrors everywhere and of course they have the cameras mm -hmm. and there's a guy who's the pit boss and then there's a guy working the computer behind the working the cameras behind the computer in the corner and i made i like was just kind of standing there and like i looked at the pit boss and then like when I, my eyes moved from the pit boss it went to the computer guy and then I looked over in the mirror and the security guard was looking at me. And then I just like looked up at the camera and I was like, uh-oh. Like I just pegged myself as a target just because I made eye contact with everybody. <laughs> and then the camera. And then less than 30 seconds later, the security guard comes up to me. He's like, no. Hey, man, you got to leave. And I was like, fuck. Like just for like acting just, too sus. Just basically. for looking <laughs> sus AF. And I was just That's like, amazing. no. Because they thought I, I was be doing cool. something. Yeah, I wasn't. I just looked at too many people that, of course, like when my eye went from the first one to the second one, I was like, stop. And I just kept bouncing around in my head. <laughs> but OK, so there was a kid that I went to. I actually didn't go to high school with him, but I met him in the ARB. His name is Jake. I'm not going to say his last name, but he was a card counter. And he by the time he was 19 years old, he had bought a house on Getty's in the hills of Ann Arbor. And he had just pre-ordered a Tesla, and this was before Teslas were the norm. What? So he had like got it shipped to him, and like he got all these rims for it and everything like that. And I was just talking to him one day, and I like listening to his story. And he was a card counter and a gambler. And at first, he started online doing it illegally under the age of eighteen, and he realized he was really good at it. So then he started 
<clears throat> going around and flying to a bunch of casinos in Vegas and stuff like that. And um, he he said by the time he was 18 years old, his parents knew something was up because like he had a secret bank account. Like he had like all these cool things. And then like his, he was like, yeah, I'm moving out. I just bought a house in Ann Arbor for like $300,000. And his parents were like, what the fuck? And he's like, yeah, I'm really, really good at gambling. Because <laughs> like, he's like a card counter and everything. He's just I got some bad news, mom and dad. Yeah, I can like win every single game that I play. But he's banned from a bunch of casinos in Vegas because they know who he is. They know he's good at it, and they Whoa. know he's gonna take his money. And he's like part of all these double diamond clubs and stuff. So like he would tell me because I was I, this all started because I said I was mad because somebody owed me like twenty bucks, and he was like, "Oh, you think that's crazy?" There's this guy I lended. Uh, like $13,000, never saw him again. And I was like, what? what? What the fuck are you talking about? We're like 17 years old, $13,000 you just tossing around? And he's like, yeah, it's one of my gambling buddies. Like, we were in Vegas. And then, you know, just, you know, like, you like to gamble. I like to gamble. Let's uh, let's go on a weekend trip. And, like, you know, you got your community. And, he, like, one of his buddies was down a bunch of money. And, like, he knows that his buddy can also card count. And, like, they're all in this together, kind of like Ocean's Eleven style mm-hmm. shit. You know, but the guy like lost some money, bounced overnight, couldn't find him, you know, all this stuff. I bet you all these people have these crazy backstories of like gambling addictions and everything. But yeah, he, by the age of 18, 19, had already bought a car, a house, and was like completely set up with a bank account. And he'd already been banned from a bunch of casinos and stuff. That is impressive. That's what I thought too. And I was like, where do you go in life from there? Yeah. You know? That's the thing. I feel like online gambling, there's some... There's some tricks to be played and some money to be made. Well, if you can count the cards, like online, fuck it, you know. You don't I mean, got the that's security. Everybody, card. That's everybody's theory. But yeah. you just have to be smart enough to count cards. If everybody no could way do it, everybody'd be that. rich, you know. Yeah. Have you guys? Like uh, have you guys heard about this uh, bad vegan mini series uh, I've, on I've Netflix? I've watched it. Yeah. You watched it? Yeah. Uh-uh. I just finished it last night. Yeah. It that pretty, is pretty solid. That's solid, but that's also like a very interesting gambling story. Yeah, just, (laughs) I mean, just (laughs) siphoning money through your, I mean, who knows? It's up to like a nonprofit or something like that? No, basically, there was this girlfriend, or there was this guy who had this girlfriend who owned a restaurant in New York and like. Don't spoil it. But yeah, tell me. Siphoned money (laughs) through. (laughs) Just like kept asking her for money or just had this girl like. The Tinder manipulated swindler. this girl basically kind of the same sort of scenario as the Tinder swindler just like funneling money to the, through this girl and she's the one that ends up like taking the fall and ends up having to do all this jail time and yeah god financial but ruin. she she also could have been tied into it i mean who knows she might have just been like really yeah it ends, manipulated, it ends a little like, questionably at the end yeah. there but yeah yeah it's have that, you guys, uh, oh i'm sorry I no i was just gonna say like that's it was it was spoiler alert ah do you really not want to know He's not going to watch it. it. Yeah, Tell me. Right. You should watch it anyway. Spoiler it for everybody. Turn it down. Yeah. But basically, yeah, like you just basically find out he's like getting all this money from her because he's a gambler. Oh. So that's not even part of the, the whole entire story arc. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, and he does. he's done it to multiple women yeah, too. Yeah. And I just like thought that that was so interesting too. Just like, what do you think you're going to go at that point? That's what I was saying where it's like, you know, you're really good at gambling at the age of 19. You can get unlimited money. What next? <laughs> like, what? Like, seriously, what the fuck do you, you just do? keep gambling? Like, like I, they say idle hands will make your mind go crazy. But, like, the reason is because if you're not doing stuff 
that makes you happy on a daily basis with your hands, then you're just like, you're wasting your life. And like, it's the same thing. Like we go on runs because it's fun. We paint pictures because it's fun. We do videos because it's fun. But those are all things that we do. When we're sitting around doing nothing, you go nuts. Mm -hmm. But like if you're gambling and like, okay, how much money do you need? How much money can you get? Like, are you doing something that fulfills you as a person? Like, what do you do? Well, that makes know? a, that's the difference between a successful person at a casino and a unsuccessful person at the, at the casino is just being able to walk away. It's fucking, are you guys that's familiar with David Cho? Yeah, 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 yeah. Cho Show? Yeah, I love the Cho Show. Cho Show is insane. It's beautiful. It's so good, it's, yeah. It's probably one of the best things I've seen in a yeah, long Yeah, I, I agree. I was blown away by that. Um, he... I mean, people are going to think that I love Rogan or something. I don't. I like how he's a platform <laughs> for celebrities. He did a he did an interview with Rogan. I don't know if you... Did you listen to that episode? Uh, no. David Cho and Joe Rogan. Mm. If you like David Cho, listen to that. Okay. He talks about like his whole entire backstory as a child and like all of his addictions and stuff like that. But he was a gambling addict because um, he got oh. like all those millions from Facebook, if you're familiar with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he had nothing to do and he had like a lot of trauma as a child. So basically... He t talks about on Rogan where, like, the, for the first, you know, after he got rich and famous, all it was was debauchery of, like, prostitutes, male and female, like, orgies, a lot of drugs, mm -hmm. and a lot of gambling. Mm -hmm. And he, he, he even paid his best friend a salary of, like, I think it was, like, $140,000 a year or some large number Whoa. to just travel with him and be his money manager because if he were to hire a money manager, he would call like somebody would call him on the phone and be like, David, you can't spend any more money. He'd say, Fuck you. You're oh, fired. so he had a guy like, with you, him you're to fired. Like, take care of his money. Yeah, he had his friend because he's not wow. gonna say fuck you, you're fired to his best friend. Right. You know, right. What he's gonna do is his, he's gonna get mad at him, but his friend is gonna grab him by the fucking neck in a chokehold and drag him from the casino. He was like, I literally wow. just paid my friend a salary to physically drag me out of the casino because when I was there I couldn't stop. And like he just wow. goes into this whole entire story about it. It's crazy. He also goes into this story about how he was like lost in the jungle for like 15 to 20 days, like in search of this dinosaur when he was like 19 years old with like a German guy that he was like, what? had like this whole backstory <laughs> of how, how like he was a German guy's bodyguard. And then as they got lost in the woods, the German guy didn't drop the stick. So he would keep talking down to David Cho and he got kind of racist toward him and stuff. And then David Cho just goes into this whole entire thing about how he was going to murder him and eat him in the woods of like the jungle of Cambodia because he needed food. And he was like holding this rock above his head and he's like, I'm going to crush his skull. But then he did. Dude, you got to listen to it. It's such, crazy. It's such a crazy interview. I thought that was interesting about Cho show. Just like all the different things he talked about. With his guests and stuff like that, he had so many stories. I think he did talk a little bit about his gambling and his like his porn addiction. He's in got the show. nuts addictions. But it's like funny, like just you saying that right now, just like thinking about the the contrast between like I'm in a casino, I can't stop gambling, to all of a sudden like I'm in the jungle with this guy. Like it's just like what kind his of life? Story, his life, life sounds is really nuts. fascinating. His life is nuts. He tells a story about how like they were. They almost got like raped by this cowboy trucker like overnight. Like they slept at his house. Oh like God. it was this great dude. You gotta listen to it. I um, I'm not that adventurous. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's there was the thing with casinos when you're making when you hit that that win that's like a hundred grand or two hundred grand. You yeah. know, like that does something to your brain. I sure. did. I did get triggered a little bit. I did. I did get one big win in the. Playing a playing a slot game, playing Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, and how much uh, you win? I won like a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, but I was just like, I want to do it again. <laughs> That's how they get you. Uh, I, I want to chase all. that dragon. Our uh, yeah. our friend Nadim, his we were uh, we were up north with him and his girlfriend Natalie, and uh, 
we went to a casino up there up in the UP in Michigan and uh, she had never been to a casino. It's like just a dinky little casino in middle of nowhere, you know, but we go there and she like gets a little like card or whatever for like $20 credit, like just for being a first time at the casino ends up playing a, a slot machine and wins like 850 bucks off Whoa. of that. She kept it. Yeah, she she kept it, but she <laughs> Natalie, if you're watching, I'm sorry, but she she won it and she was terrified that she won. She like got it and then immediately went to the counter, cashed it out, and was like, "Guys, we have to go right now." And like, was so scared <laughs> that someone was gonna like rob her or something. Oh no! Like oh, yeah, we were in the yeah. middle of nowhere. Like yeah, you're at, like uh, a fucking uh, firekeepers or some yeah, shit. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> something like that. Like not, it's not gonna happen. You didn't win like the twenty grand and you're in the middle of Detroit, like flossing. So. I mean, I it get just, it though. If you just yeah. all of a sudden like got get almost up, a thousand up. bucks, I'd be like, "Okay, let's uh, let's go, mm-hmm. let's go, let's get out of here." Yeah. I, would, I would probably <laughs> right. be the same way. Yeah, um, it was it was just kind of funny, but it was amazing. Her first experience at a at a casino on the free play, been messing with this pen, pen the whole don't time. Don't throw it at Ben. Try <laughs> do not. Um, just hitting a eight hundred and fifty on a free play. That's, Pretty dope. That's I, sick. Uh, I was on a cruise in the bahamas i might have already told the story on a recent podcast it was my cousin's wedding and um there's a cruise there's a casino in the cruise ship and i've never been to i've never been gambling but i've been in and out of casinos but i just know that i don't want to do it but i had told like it's a family affair like my all my relatives are there all my friend my cousin's friends are there everybody's at the casino like that's what the activity was for the night like go gamble Mm -hmm. and i was just walking around drinking and like you know looking over everybody's shoulder and actually videotaping and taking cool pictures because they let me take in my full lens camera and everything so i don't know i was just doing my thing and then my mom is just making fun of me. She was like, "Here's twenty dollars. Like, go d- go do something with it." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> and like I uh, I like put it in this machine, and it was a giant touchscreen machine. Like uh, oh, it was nice. like a big one. Yeah. And yeah, it was really nice actually. Okay. I also was like uh, kind of stoned. Like I had been hitting my vape pen, you know. And yeah. I was like, "Ooh, like what's going on here?" Put it in bonus game first thing that happens Mm -hmm. and there's all these little koi fish that are swimming around on screen and it was like it was like kill all or like tap all the koi fish because it was a touch screen so i was just like okay bink like this is super easy but what i didn't realize is every koi fish that i tapped was 25 dollars. so i was just like oh Oh, shit so then i just started game on baby and i just fucked this game up and i was up like I think it was like six hundred bucks. Oh my! Twenty dollars to six hundred dollars, and I was like, "Holy shit! This is how casinos are." Like, yeah, that's always that's always the thing. It's like you, how they get when you, you play but those. How do they games know too? that it was my first time? You know, it's always like when you play those games too. Like it happens with Wheel of Fortune. It happened with like a lot of the penny slots. Is like you hit that right combination and you get the bonus game, and yeah. it just starts going. And it basically just gives you a bunch of free yeah. money, and you're like, "Woo! Let's yeah. go!" And then guess what? I yes, <laughs> that's what I did. I was like. Sweet, six hundred dollars. Like I'm gonna fuck this casino up. Like yeah. they didn't know John Downing was in the crib tonight. Yeah. Guess what? Lost, Lost all, all of it. it. Oh, Lost yeah, yeah, yeah. all of it. And I was like, I was like, what the fuck? You're so stupid. I was like, you should have known to walk away. But I was like, well, if it's gonna be that easy on the first one, the rest of these, like, mm-hmm. give me another coin. Like, let me play that game again. See what happens. Of That's course what not. They do. Of course not. Yeah, I lost all of it. And then I was, I think I was up. I got my twenty. I was like twenty three bucks left. That's why you should have just thrown. You should have thrown that that six hundred on red or black. <laughs> they didn't. Oh, I probably should have. They did have a roulette table. Fucking double dab boy, real quick. Yeah, I don't know. That's why gambling to me is just 
It's dangerous. I'll, I'll buy crypto and NFTs. That's good enough for That's me. That's digital gambling. It's no different. It's, it's yeah, good enough yeah. for me. Um, it is dangerous. You guys, Okay, so you guys were talking about Bad Vegan. Have you guys seen Pat and Tommy? Pam and Tommy? Pam and Tommy, yeah. Yeah, Pat, I did. Pat, Pat, and Pat and Tommy. Yeah, Pam what and Tommy. What was that one? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, that What'd was sick. Did you I see loved it, Dre? Yeah, I just watched the last episode last night. Yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was... I thought it ended kind of... Yeah. It started off a lot stronger. I thought it. I thought it was shot really well, mm-hmm. and I thought the storytelling was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize that Tommy Lee was such a fucking asshole, and now, like, when I wear my Motley Crue shirt at the gym or something like that, yeah, I'm just like, man. Now everybody probably thinks I'm like a huge misogynistic no, prick because no. <laughs> I'm they wearing that shirt. So. They don't think so. Well, it's got Seth Rogen in it. It's got a bunch of other people in it, and. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically about Pam and Tommy's sex tape, like uh, Pamela Anderson's sex tape. Because mm. what's Pam- it on? Hulu. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's only what, like eight episodes, mm-hmm. but it's really cool because you know you think about like Pam and Tommy's sex tape, like Kim and Kim Kardashian and Kanye's sex tape. Like these are things that like you know everybody can Google, and it's just like oh cool. Like I don't even think I've personally I've never seen both of those sex tapes but just because like you know growing up and where we are like why would you need to watch that when there's just like pornographic yeah, material just regular everywhere porn. yeah. yeah it's everywhere it's the but, sense of knowing who you're watching but back in the day that wasn't the case like you had to go to a porno store and like shamefully like buy something yeah. go in the back of the tape. family video yeah go to the lion's and then, den like, run in and out like i've heard people talk about that on other podcasts where like People nowadays have it so easy. Like when I was a teenager, this and that, you got to make sure no one's home and all that other stuff. But just like hearing the story of like how that sex tape actually took off and then like the effects that that it had. Yeah. On just like the internet in general. You know what I actually really loved about Pam and Tommy more than the actual story itself is like I love this trend of like these biopics that we're seeing that are like just snapshots of people's lives. Like, you know how there used oh, to be like the walk the line? There's always a story to tell. Mm-hmm. The walk the line was like Johnny Cash's whole life story. Yeah. Now we're getting like Pam and Tommy. It's like an eight episode series about this one moment in these people's lives. It's that's like another McKay issue though. With, with like a lot. That's another issue though I see with all these documentaries where they're spreading them so thin throughout these like four part series yeah, or eight part yeah. series. I haven't seen this one, so I can't speak to it. But like... You, you get to the end of the four-part series and you're like, damn, like you could have just summed that all up in a two-hour like or one-hour right, yeah, thing, you know? Like I they, do. they spread them so thin lately sometimes for some of the ruin, docs. Sometimes they do ruin it that way, yeah, for sure. But sometimes they do it really well. And I think Pam and Tommy did it pretty well. I think Pam and Tommy did it pretty well because it was like funny. It was kind of like lighthearted. Like it was very entertaining and engaging. Mm-hmm. I saw a movie recently. Did you guys see Spencer? No. Uh, Kristen Stewart movie she plays Princess Die yes uh-uh. yes you yeah. did see that I, I think so Spencer Spencer yeah it just came out okay no I didn't okay know. well like this movie is about I don't know shit about Princess Die or anything like that I literally just watched it on a flight and didn't like it I didn't think it was a very good movie but it was really cool because it's like Princess Diana it wasn't about her life. It was just She's about like, three days. Dude, that's I would really like because what you said that earlier, it's the same thing with like Adam McKay and the big short or something. Yeah. Like let's talk or Ford versus Ferrari. Let's dissect this one little just this moment thing. in time. Yeah, like this I love I love that. I really like that because you can really slow things down and like 
I mean, obviously, there's a lot of embellishments. You don't know what the people said at these times, you know. But it's, it's the same with, like, any biopic. It's like, you don't know what Freddie Mercury said yeah. at this point in his life or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. It's just, like, this time frame. I love this, like, trend of this whole thing of, like, Jesus, like, slowed down. Humans are extremely voyeuristic and curious. And that might be, Me. Like, you know, reality TV shows. Oh, yeah, I love it. Then this is basically just like a highly produced reality TV show in a sense, mm-hmm. if that, you know, maybe if that makes sense. But yeah, it's it's really cool the way that they dive into certain characters and like how it really affects that person at that time. Like with Pam and Tommy, like that whole Pamela Anderson sex tape, like at the end of that series, like you feel what she's feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was like this scene with her and Tommy Lee and the way that she had like was speaking to him like you could tell that she like resents him yeah. and then in the, toward the end of it like you almost start resenting him too because like you're just like get your head out of your ass and like look at what this person's going through mm-hmm. and i think they just did it really 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 well especially for from a woman's perspective which is not a perspective in hollywood that's taken a, like into account a lot especially when it comes to things like sexualization mm-hmm. especially through things like penthouse and pamela anderson and playboy and all that other stuff so yeah it's true they did do a good job at kind of like making you feel and like the way they like portrayed Tommy in like certain aspects or whatever. He just like really wasn't understanding what she uh-uh. was going through. No. And and there was just the thing where like, she was like, give it to him for free because I just mm-hmm. want this to be, comp- I just want this to be over. To be yeah. over. And when, when she said that, like as a person who was watching it, like you almost, for me, at least I almost had a relief where it's like, that sounds like a great idea because this is a bunch of bullshit. Like give mm-hmm. it to him for free. You guys have a kid on the way. You have this and that. Mm-hmm. Like, and Tommy's just like, won't get over it mm-hmm. the money or the fame and all that other stuff. And then she's like, sign this document. And he's like, or what? And it's like, you're just looking and it's like, dude, you're, it's like your relationship or this sex tape, which one are you going to choose? And it's so clear for us, but like, you know, for them at the time, it's probably not. <laughs> yeah. And I just think it's like, I, when I watch something like that and like, you know, Pam Anderson has that reaction of like, just give it to him for free. I just want this to be over. And I think about like so many like moments, like even in this bad vegan uh, docu-series on Netflix or whatever, it's like you just see a character like really get so in over their head of like something Mm -hmm. is just like so overwhelming. And it's like, you know, thinking about people just like being in situations like that in real life and just like not being able to like see outside of it to just be like, and you're too I just got to stop. Like th- whatever this is, it's like, it's just got to be over. Like, I just can't deal with this anymore, you know? Mm. But like, it, like it's easy for us to like see it like as a, like the voyeuristic, like you could see it and be like, oh my God, you're doing this thing or whatever. Like in the bad vegan thing. You just like, got to tell the people I'm dead. <laughs> yeah at some point it's like you're in over I'm your dead. head just I'm like gone. i'm dead i'm a ghost i'm out of here you know jeez yeah but i thought that i thought that was a really good i, I like that yeah i series. love that i love that too i just finished uh righteous gemstones i just finished good. that too yeah. i am on season two yep yeah two seasons yeah i'm on season two yeah like i think maybe good. the first few <laughs> yeah I, I do love that i do love danny mcbride danny so mcbride's much. a champion dude. yeah He's so fucking i love funny. the sister her, her she, role yeah. is amazing I, yeah, I think my especially in season two she's yeah. really like cranked up the wildness yeah, yeah i love put, her yeah the last episode i watched was when baby Bowery Louis oh yeah, yeah got yeah. hit by the lightning oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah that was good um I think that that show definitely triggers a lot of things in me growing up in like a Christian household. Mm. Just like, dude, I'm dead ass serious. It's crazy. Like when I'm watching it, I'm just like, because I know like what John Goodman is trying to do. They and it's do like, the I perfect grew up with job people like at that. like 
it's that but like i feel like a christian could almost watch that show and appreciate it yeah but then someone in my standing where i don't have like really a belief just laughs at that and it's fucking gold Dude. but like it does that like dance between the lines that's like perfect the whole entire uh like Adam Devine is like, but I told you, Daddy, I didn't do anything. And then the sister, they're like, she stole the money from the church. And then Danny McBride's like, but like, you know, I did the cocaine and all this stuff. And yeah, it's just yeah. like they're all blaming each other. And the dad's just like, holy fuck. Like, I've seen that happen in the church community where people are like, really? We've got this whole entire like vibe of like, you know, God love, God fearing Christians. But then you always have to remember that these, pe- there are a lot of human people mm-hmm. and there are a lot of fucked up shit that happens in the world. And then the thing that the church does is they talk about forgiveness and stuff. Fuck no. It's shame and high horses mm. all the way through and through. Which so you is feel one like you got to like hide it. That oh stuff yeah. Totally. All the time. Yeah. You have to. And if you don't like you get shamed by the church. Or well, you're always going to be known as oh, that's that's Johnny. He's there was a, a girl he's an adulterer. There was a girl yeah. that I went <laughs> he to did a lot of coke. There was a girl that I went to church with who had a teen pregnancy, and she didn't abort the baby, and she, she was asked, and she did it to formally apologize to the whole church in front of. What? everybody oh my god and this happened in ann arbor <sighs> what yeah and she went to my high school and everything and that's oh like the god. it's probably so the, the tamer of the tame of, of oh that christian was christian churches that was a tamer, you know? yeah that was a tamer of the tame. shannon her mother got um exiled from the catholic church she was going to because she missed tithe for like six months when she was going through a divorce because wow. she didn't have the money to pay the church the tithe which is tithe like tithe your is a biblical monthly membership no <laughs> <laughs> so if, if you go to church if you go to church you basically they ask they pass around yeah the dish. little basket yeah, an offering yeah. basket but you don't have to donate yeah but catholic tithe your tax write-off the tithe is um <laughs> tithe is in the bible stated as 10 percent of your income Wow. So throughout a year, I remember that from a Kanye West lyric. Yeah, ten percent of your income to the church, and if you don't get the fuck out, you know, like so you and, and it's, it's different practices. Like Catholic, like Catholic tithe is way more important than like a Baptist tithe. Like Damn, each someone each who makes, sect of the religion kind of has their own rules, and it's pretty nuts. Someone who makes hundred grand a year. Thirty percent goes to taxes. No, yeah, thirty percent goes to taxes. Ten percent goes to the church. And if you're Catholic, you also don't believe in birth control or anything, so you probably got like nine fucking kids. There's too many different <laughs> variations of all this stuff, man. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. of percents. And we're like, also like way off topic here. Too. I love the idea of like someone like who would it be like the the minister or something that addresses the, the pastor, the pastor or whatever. And, and those motherfuckers got gold. Everything. He's just like he's like doing his like thing in front of everybody at church on Sunday. And he's just like, "All right, God bless you all, except for you, John, you cokehead. <laughs> You're banished from this church. Bad Abort boy. the fetus. Abort <laughs> the fetus." <laughs> oh man! See, like John, that would be a good not talking sketch. about me, by the way. That would be a good sketch. Um, well, where does that line come into play without getting too controversial here? Of what, which part? <laughs> like the standing of. The the sixteen year old having a having a child like, are were they, like with abortion and stuff? They're they're well, not actually, with abortion. So what is she story, supposed to do? I'm going to tell the story. So literally, this person, um, 
It was your baby. Hid their presence. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> I, I'm so I know glad. firsthand about this story. <laughs> I no, I, I I only do because like I went to the church. She was part of the youth group and like um, you know, she was involved in the church. The church everybody's very close. Um it is so fucking weird. Um but sh- she was in such a dysfunctional home that she was her pregnancy went completely unnoticed like her parents just thought that she had been gaining weight oh and God. nobody asked any questions or anything like that um because you know oh it stressed me out so oh, bad oh yeah she ended up delivering the child in her bathroom what Toilet baby in her Toilet bathroom baby. yeah and she called her friend and was like i just gave birth and her friend was at the home at the time because they were having a sleepover and she was like, you're pregnant? Right? Right? And then she had the baby and kept it and obviously, you know, like it's a, I think the baby's definitely like 10 or 11 by now. But still, it was just one of those things where it's just like, here it is. Where does ideals and religion and there are actually like studies about like how growing up in Christian households and stuff can like really fuck with a kid's head because they think that there's like a person that's watching them 24 seven, judging them on their every move to like to the point where they feel guilty and like God. always feel shame and this and that. And um, I know a couple kids that grew up like in the church that I went to and it, it, kind of, it really fucked them up. But yeah. So, you know, where do you draw the line of like, I did something bad, bad, I mean, teen pregnancy, it's not ideal, but like it's not like you're going to hell. But in the Christians, that's what they view. So it's like, and you really think that? Oh yeah, totally. And the scariest part is, is it's like, um, if we were to swerve our car into traffic, we know that we would get into a crash, right. and it'd be very dangerous. If I were, if I were to like set this cup over here. Now it's over here. You know what I mean? But uh, with Christians, there's always this thing where it's like, oh, everything's God planned. There's a miracle. There's this or that. I can sweep it under the rug. I can do this. Jesus, take the wheel. Like, like I'm pregnant right now, but I'm not going to pay attention to that at all. And we'll just kind of see what happens. Like, maybe God will just swerve my car into traffic because Jesus told me No, but you know what I'm saying? is like we have a very A to B cause and effect relationship where like, this person had to have known, like, eventually I'm going to have this baby and everybody's going to find out. But because of the amount of shame and the fear that I have of, like, confronting not only my parents, because this oh, God, should be yeah. a family thing, because this should be a family thing between a mother, a father, and their child, and then the prospects of a child on the way, where, like, a family would come together and build this relationship about supporting this baby if they decide to keep it, or if she does, because it's her decision. What is the church going to think? And that is what we're going to just, that's what we're just going to let rule. I mean, like, and I totally understand that. I feel like that gets into the other thing. Like I'm, I'm drawing this comparison to like the Pam sex tape thing where it's just like, there's expectations and there's shame and there's something's going to, somebody's going to know something about me. They don't want me to know. And it's just like, I think about those situations and I'm just like, 
just like what why why wouldn't you just be like fuck like just break out like you can't like your mind is just like so locked into yeah. something you're just like not really living in like reality reality at that yeah. point right you and, know and, yeah totally and it's like almost like not necessarily a manic state but it's definitely a state of like uncertainty and constant questioning and like not understanding exactly what's gonna happen think about this though with like bringing it back to like the very beginning of this podcast with celebrities and like a-listers who always have that microscope on them Mm -hmm. it's the same sort of thing as like that child always thinking that there's someone watching you that like your every move that you're gonna sin you know Mm -hmm. like the public is like god in a sense for these I mean that's a very weird no, term I mean, to put that it, makes but a lot like you, you, okay, but okay. like you fuck up as a celebrity, they're gonna shine down on you, and you're gonna get you fucking slap Chris canceled. Rock at the Oscars. Exactly. Now listen, here's here's one thing that I do really love about things like that, and why I think the Will Smith slapping Chris Rock thing is so funny to me, because it's like the same thing with like Nick Cage's acting style. It's just like it feels like it's like breaking the simulation. Kind mm-hmm. of, you know, yeah. I mean, I don't really think we're living in a simulation, honestly. But just like that idea of like you're under the microscope, you're in these confines, there's people watching you, there's shame, there's like do what you're expected to do. Mm-hmm. And then Will Smith is like, fuck so, that, I'm gonna slap this guy at the Oscars, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's not right, but it, it does feel like, whoa, like somebody did something totally not what people would do. Like, it just yeah. feels like, oh, it feels so freeing. It feels like, it's like, oh, wow, that's crazy, you know? I and, get that. and that's um oh fuck it was just right on the tip of my tongue um oh and that's what jim carrey was talking about when he was like hollywood's spineless because what do you do in a situation like that mm-hmm. like well, chris rock handled it pretty oh, well chris oh rock, yeah he's a pro, <laughs> he, he, pro. Yeah. also like i don't know if you guys have ever been hit in the face or like slapped or anything no. like that i have like just playfully with my friends and stuff like that and like one time when i was younger like i got knocked off a sled by someone who like hit me when i was like doing a bunch of shit that shit will set your jaw like yeah. a few inches to the left or to the right and it hurts really bad yeah. and you could see at the beginning of chris rock's speech his jaw was aligned and then after he gets slapped by will like you can literally see like his top lip and his bottom lip don't line up so, oh like, no his jaw was set like the same way a chiropractor will set your back like it was moved and like he had to have been feeling a lot of pain. Oh yeah, I and bet. just being like, and just like shock in that pit in your stomach, and that ball in your throat, and like everybody's still looking be at able you. to compose. And and, and not even that. Like I think the response that he had that was like, "Dude, really? Like yeah, yeah, that's yeah. so authentic. Yeah, it and it's really just was. like, okay, cool, Will Smith. What the fuck am I gonna do? I'm gonna attack you, or I'm gonna sue you? Like what that would like, what what can debacle. exactly like what can you do if somebody does that well mm-hmm. he handled it like a pro you know mm-hmm. i mean someone in everyday scenario would also explode and go attack him or just be so like all right and just like leave or something and there's so much know? money like, tied up like if i do this it's gonna hurt my career or i'm gonna ruin this relationship with this producer or i'm gonna ruin my upcoming tour like there's so much at mm-hmm. stake like mm-hmm. what can you do besides that's i don't want to say effect, that's take the mental it. effect of all those bigger celebrities and their schedules and their tours and their like, fame sounds fucking terrible so yeah. much <laughs> riding on it that like you gotta be just tiptoeing around yeah i mean like i don't think again i said this earlier i don't think what will smith did was right yeah but it's it is just like never really, really it's not the good it. yeah it's not that was just a bad look in general but yeah i do i do i just i think about all those pressures of just like the things that you don't think about that you're like facing the it just i, I hate that feeling of like 
getting caught in my own head about like expectations or ideas that like things around me that like might not even be real at all. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't, but it's just like, just feeling like breaking through that. You know what I mean? You know, I feel like, I feel honestly, I feel like that is what I like to do like with my videos. Cause I feel like, or like acting in general, like I love being able to feel like I'm breaking out of reality and doing something totally bizarre that you just never mm. be able to do in just regular life. It's just, I find that it just feels so freeing. It's like I'm releasing myself of like all this, like the Getting confines of chest, everything. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, you find that's, that, I was just going to say, that's like the, it's kind of the fuck what everybody thinks and just like put content out there mentality. Cause like mm-hmm. just put it out there, put what you're working on out there and, see what sticks if it feels good to you then do it obviously so like yeah do you find yourself using any other outlet or vessel other than acting to do that like have you found a different freeing activity I don't think so, honestly. I mean, like, I have other, like, hobbies and stuff like that, but I don't think any of them really, like, give me the same sort of, like, feeling or, like, release that I get from doing stuff like that, really, Mm -hmm. you know? Are you still sewing? I'm still sewing. I mean, it's intermittent, really. I kind of go through my seasons of, like, putting stuff together. I, like, went through a big uh, marathon of, like, putting stuff together because I make my, like, family a lot of, like, gifts for Christmas and stuff like that. So I just, like, do a lot of, like, sewing around holidays and birthdays and stuff like that. I just make people stuff because (laughs) it's, like... Yeah, because I never know what to get anybody. So Seasonal sour. <laughs> it's hard to buy yeah. gifts for certain people sometimes. Yeah, but sewing is great. I mean, I love it. It's so relaxing for me. And I love, you know, like, you know, the idle hands thing. Like, I like just being able to, like, do, do something stuff. very physical in the real world. It feels good to, like, make something out of fabric is cool. Like, it just is like, wow. It's the same thing with, like, painting for me. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm like sure. That. Are you on, like, a sewing machine or you're not knitting? I'm not knitting. No, sewing. yeah, I got a sewing machine. Like, nice. Yeah, yeah. That's how I made the fanny packs. Oh, hell the world's yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I made yeah. a fabric fanny pack. Uh, yeah, and I've been making pillows and shirts and jackets and That's what's whatever. Reusing old t-shirts, you making pillows and stuff. Oh, yeah, I sewed this D onto the oh, sweatshirt. Look at that. Hell yeah. yeah. That That's was just cool. a little random thing little that custom. I did. I liked, to, I liked it. It looked like a designer sweatshirt when you walked in here. Yeah, I, I like I, Did you make the D? Like, did you cut that out? And, like, yeah, I like, I go, I'll go thrifting. Yeah. And I'll find plain things mm-hmm. and then i'll find graphic tees and i'll cut them up and put them on shirts and stuff like that I'll, there's um my buddy um both of my buddies sam and pj they uh they run a shop out of or it's i would call it a shop but they run a clothing company out of detroit called dose Hefes, and they do that same sort of thing where they recycle or like upcycle mm-hmm. um clothing and like reupholster it into these like really cool pieces i'll i'll have to show you actually yeah it's, yeah it's send, really cool yes yeah, so they got instagram like send me their instagram or something like that yeah like i like I'll, I'll i like doing this thing where i like find things like thematic things and i like kind of like create my own graphic tees out of them yeah. like i found like this black shirt and like a bunch of different like symbols like a guy like doing this like a little <sighs> stick figure guy doing this yeah and then like a wi-fi symbol uh-huh. and i literally like made this shirt where it's like it shows a wi-fi symbol and a guy like jumping off of it and then underneath it just says wi-fi stunts <laughs> <laughs> like i was just like oh i'm just gonna put this together and i made it's like a, a graphic tee like it could yeah. be like a graphic tee or whatever here's dose have face they do a, oh this pretty is cool fun. work oh yeah i love this type of shit oh this is fuego yeah yeah like the old like quilt and stuff yeah they do a really good job on like wow that's super cool 
Do they, you, they sell out like almost every drop. Yeah, too. these like, look they're awesome. They're killing it. Props to them. Yeah, mine don't look nearly this cool. So there's this a something. Sick. There's something interesting that I ran into recently. Um, two. I've gone to two shows. There's this guy that I met. His name's Larry. He goes by the stage name The Third Son. Yeah. And um, he's this really cool black dude. Plays guitar. Really jivey R and B. He reminds me a lot of Kai Five just because of the way that he loops stuff. But um, I've been developing a relationship with these guys and like their friends. Just it's just like outside friend group. And um, <clears throat> he's been having these shows at the Pig recently. But it really adheres to the younger crowd because like he just graduated from Eastern and a lot of the it's like Nadim and all those like musical artists. But what I noticed is the I've definitely I would definitely like one of the oldest guys there besides Adam Wilkinson <laughs> every time we're there. <laughs> and um I, I'm just looking around and I noticed fashion trends of today. Mm. And um grunge is back. Like right, I don't know yeah. if Batman did it with Nirvana in the something yeah, yeah. or if they because it seems like they were ahead like they're already doing it. But like you know that like an outfit like this but with like baggy jeans like mm -hmm. rolled up bottoms all white chucks yeah. uh, a plaid shirt tied around your waist a huge oversized white tee and like the haircuts and you know it's the same thing with the women's fashion like i've noticed that like plaid and grunge and like all that stuff from like nirvana like 80s 90s style mm -hmm. is completely back coming back like, around again yeah and then, but it's all like really clean like a lot of the grunge back in the day it was like smelly had holes yeah. in it and stuff like that but unintentionally like, just really dirty people yeah right <laughs> just unintentionally really dirty people but this is like a new aesthetic mm -hmm. and i and i i totally sound like a boomer i bet but i was just like you wow. really do honestly. yeah but i was like dude like this is crazy because then i started analyzing like you know the the circle back of yeah, fashion and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. and like when i was growing up and kind of even just like recently like 60s and 70s was another big thing but the generation below me is going back to the 80s mm -hmm. and i'm like what was like everybody usually has like their own fashion knit like that their generation creates and i was trying to think of like what ours was and the only thing that i could come up with was like scene and emo mm -hmm. and i was like well at least that was like original whereas like other generations are taking like 90s or 70s or 60s or grunge and other things like that and recycling it in a different way but basically what i'm getting at is when you make clothes and when you do stuff like that are you paying attention to any like upcoming trends or does that stuff interest you at all or is it just kind of stuff that you make that you think looks cool or do you find inspiration from other things around that are happening? Like, Yeah, I don't really think too deep about it, honestly. I just like, I'm like, I'm going to make a pillow and then I find some fabric at Joanne Fabrics. And I guess, no, I don't really think about it at all. I just do like whatever I think like could be cool or make sense, you know. I try mm. not to think about it too hard. Yeah. I hear you on the, on the, that stuff and everything like that. I feel like I like to, I want to be my own fashion trend, you know. I'm like, I'm committing to wearing sweatpants everywhere. Dude, I commit to the drop creative uniform yeah. just about every single day I'll wear the for the drop past creative four years. Almost every day, too. That's, yeah. Yeah, I'm that's, trying to do the thing now. My new fashion trend is going to be like, I'm going to wear like a nice shirt or something. Maybe I'll wear a plaid shirt, be a little grungy, you know, sweatpants. Mm. <laughs> Just with everything. I'm going to like change my whole, I'm changing over my whole wardrobe to just be sweatpants and then whatever I wear up top. You know what I mean? There you go. Comfy, uh, post-COVID comfy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's hard for me to get comfy. I'm done the... wearing regular pants. 
I'm over I it. see you. You're in the sweatpants now. I haven't washed these in weeks. Hell That's one yeah. of the reasons why I don't wear my Stained drop hoodies dirty, a lot. Yeah. Because I don't like washing my drop hoodies because I like to keep them clean. So I don't like wear them unless I'm on set and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I, I am the brand, you know? You just walk around. You self-promo, <laughs> yeah, you, 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 yeah. you know? I mean, yeah. I think... I that, that's part time. of it but also i think these are just like really comfy hoodies and i literally every single time i go out of the house i pretty much throw one on yeah i think like both the, promotional and comfort i feel like the last like six or seven times i've i've seen garrett i've been wearing my drop hoodie hell yeah nice. i think i just like unintentionally wear it like everywhere because it's my absolute favorite hoodie they're and high I always, quality. I always get compliments you... on it all the time. People are always like, "This is sweet." Blah blah blah. I love the compliment. color. It's just the best hoodie ever, honestly. Yeah, Thanks, we got to do, got to do yeah, another run do of another. The, I'm the tan. I'm gonna get another one. The thing with the hoodie drops is that there are there's a lot of work that goes into it. Yeah, I yeah. believe that. I have no idea what it takes to do something like that. Well, you gotta buy like there's a like a lot of money goes into it too you yeah well, just because we want the and... we want the specific so we have a wholesale account with this clothing supplier in australia and oh. they don't do obviously printing on them as well so like we have to order all the hoodies get the hoodies then find a printer get the hoodies printed from them and it's just like a multi-step like process a to where it's and there then, are easier steps to where they have those websites where like they're made to order type thing mm-hmm. but again it's like i don't really want to print our stuff on like a guild and sheet t-shirt yeah, or yeah, something yeah. that's just going to fall yeah, apart your hoodies are really Plus, high quality yeah one of the things with the hoodies that we really pride ourselves in is it's through a non-slave labor company too so it's not fast oh, fashion good. and like that also kind of explains they're not expensive but that's why they're not 25 dollar hoodies you know what mm-hmm. i mean so mm-hmm. it's like there's there's equity people are getting paid you know like it's that's it's, smart it's that's not good. fast fashion yeah and it also is just comes with the quality of the hoodie itself too which is nice yeah no it shows you guys got to do another <laughs> you guys got to do another you guys got to do another round man people yeah. want the hoodies they're, they're great fun. yeah it's about to be summer now so we might have to i have a bunch of hats that yeah have not been, well, we also not been to, embroidered yet that need to get pushed ooh, out, drop but. hat i would wear the shirt and, and yeah. uh like drop fanny packs and stuff like that too there we cool. go man hook it up get a nice like if you could do like a cool like leather fanny pack you know well, sick with like, like a raised like little like bumpy yeah, like drop logo yeah, on it we've yeah, got yeah. our machine and i think it'd be cool oh you got an embroidery machine yeah you yeah. should help us out because there's i've never used one before i would love to check it out though. yeah i mean like we have the file and everything it's just a matter of we just have to get the the loom for the smaller hat size to be able to do the hats and then obviously sit there and crank out 50 hats mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But and it's just hard getting them like the hardest thing with the embroidery like we have the it's like an EPS file or whatever of our drop logo that'll like get it all like nice and raised like yeah. the polo logo or whatever if you will Nike but the it's just getting them the placement a is really hard to get them like exact each time and then like it's it's just a consistency thing like mm-hmm. getting them to the T each one is like it's, it's difficult and it takes some time when you're not working on like an industrial machine that just cranks them all out at the same time yeah, and we're about quality, so we don't want to give people a product. Yeah, just like a like shitty, socks. like off center. The strings are like something. hanging out. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. That. A, no, yeah, curve. you got to make sure it's it's good. That's super interesting. I've seen a lot of people using embroidery machines, and I'm always like, oh, I'd love to get my hands on one of those because I just it's, take it a crack, fun. bro. Yeah, yeah, I would love to. It's pretty fun. Um, but yeah, we're approaching two hours. We're, we're past two. Oh, we're past two hours. Yeah, we're past well, two. Yeah, are you uh, good? Uh, are you? You're not going to be late or anything, are you? Oh my god. Oh, yeah, I do got to get out of here. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, 
Is there anything you want to plug, Ben? Um, you know, just you know, my YouTube channel, Bendy Arms. Bendy Arms on YouTube. That's probably pretty much it. You know, um, get your drop hoodies coming soon. <laughs> Don't They're coming out us. again. <laughs> They're coming out again. But uh, get them. They're good quality hoodies. Your YouTube. Do you want to plug your Instagram or anything? Is it all, yeah, Bendy Arms bendy is everything arms. on anything. Yeah. If you want to follow me anywhere, just got some Bendy Arms. Just Bendy Arms anywhere yeah. you want to find me. It's cool. I'm not really posting a whole lot anywhere else. Yeah. But YouTube is probably a big one. Well, cool. Sick. That's it, everybody. Thanks Hit me for up. coming Hit on. Me up. Cast me as somebody crazy. Yeah, cast him as somebody thing. crazy. Go check out his Instagram and look at his films. Do They're something. pretty top notch. Do something. Thanks, bro. Okay. Thanks right, for having me, guys. Love you, Ben. Peace. Bye. Bye.